Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. The development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object, and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this, because if it poses a threat, I want them on top. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. Internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. where we get together and talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. You know what those things are? Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. We do this show Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. That's 10 Eastern. And we are streaming on Facebook, DLive, YouTube, and Periscope. And, of course, we are broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. And, as usual, we're taking your phone calls tonight. Open lines the entire show because guess what? 
this is a two-way conversation. I can get on the microphone and I can talk and all kinds of weirdness and, right, that's fun and all, but it's a lot more fun to hear you when you actually contribute to the conversation and kind of kick in some of the things that you think uh, regarding exactly what we're doing here tonight and uh, most any other night because it's not, like I said, I've always said this and I think the important thing uh, when you're, you know, when you when you flap your gums as much as I do and talk and talk and talk and talk as, you know, part of being a, you know, a radio guy, you got to talk a lot, right? And it's okay. That's all fine and well, but the issue is, right, you get, it's easy to catch, catch yourself in some of these, these cycles where you want to you know, shake your fist and say, this is the right way to do things. This is the right way to live your life. This is the right way to do whatever, right? And that's not, I mean, like, like it's exhausting, one. It's exhausting, uh, tr- trying to be right all the time. So let's just give it up. I'm not right about probably most everything. But it doesn't matter because I don't even think being right is what a conversation should be about, right? I think that uh, even even now in this weird age we live in, like I call it the post-truth world, I'm not the only one that calls it that. Many people call it that. But uh, of course, right, they, meaning that there's no such thing as truth, meaning that no matter what you do, uh, there's just some very, very strange things happening out there that, like I said, you can always look up two opposite things, two literal opposite things, right? Global warming is real. Global warming is fake. Do it. Go search them and see what the heck happens, right? And you're going to say stuff like, oh, uh, you know, surely, Michael Strange, most of that's propaganda. Yeah, you're right, (laughs) clearly. But the issue is, how much of it is based in reality? How much of it is not? Uh, how much of it is not like climate alarmism? How much of it is not propaganda from the oil companies trying to downplay what's actually happening with the climate? I understand there's two very distinct sides to this, but no matter what, if you ask either side what's right, they'll tell you what the truth is, won't they? And let's be real; they're both probably lying. And that's what this is about. This is about not trying to work too hard to get to that truth, to kind of talk about the discussion in between those two polarities of, well, how come there really is so much contradictory information? How come, right, we, we don't even know what truth is anymore, right? We have to look inward to find truth. There's no truth in the news. There's no truth in demagogues shaking their fist and telling you that they're right on the radio or on television. There, there's no truth anymore. And so this show is not about truth. This is not the truth show. This is not the answer show. This show is the question show. And it's okay. It's okay to not have answers. And uh, that's really what this is about. And that's why uh, that whole little uh, uh, tangent tirade is just because I want you to understand that this conversation does go two ways. I'm hoping to bring something interesting to your attention that you may or may not know. And uh, hopefully uh, you uh, reciprocate and give me a call back and, uh, and we talk about this stuff. So as all of that, as I, do you like that? That this is like the longest lead in ever to a phone number. So if you want to be part of the show tonight, the number to call is this. It's simple. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can find the website at troubledminds.org and you can click the discord link and the phone number's right on top. So if you're trying to call in or you're trying to follow the podcast or any of that stuff, 
one-stop-shop-troubledminds.org. We also have a Discord running, right? Discord, like I said, we talk about it every night. It's amazing. Uh, not only is it a chat client, it's a voice client. The best thing about it is it's absolutely free, and it works, and it works. It's amazing. So there's people chatting it up all through the night, and last night and several nights this week even, there's people chatting it up on voice after this show ends. People hop in the chat and just yuck it up and talk about all kinds of things. And it's good, right? It's good. This is what we're talking about when you want to build a community of people together, right? Bringing people together instead of the division garbage politic that we're given in today's age. There's a way. You, it's possible still. We don't have to give in to all the hatred and all the BS and all the propaganda. We can do this our own way. And uh, that's really what this is about. So if you have not joined the Discord, you're missing out. Lots of smart people in there. Uh, click the Discord link at troubledminds.org and you'll get a direct invite. And there's also another uh, actual um, Discord room as well for fringe fm go to fringe.fm slash chat and you'll get a direct invite there as well it's the same program just two different chat rooms a lot of the same people are actually in both so if you're if you don't want to miss any anything or anybody jump in both of those uh discords and uh, you'll get uh, lots of great great folks sharing lots of great information so so uh there you go please do that okay so here's the deal now the way this usually starts the way we usually do this is i try and find something current right and then uh, hopefully it kind of leads us on a road to the past. And uh, of course, well, sometimes the future. Sometimes we time travel on this show, don't we? But uh, for, you know, many times it leads us to the past. And, and some, some maybe bigger questions. Like I said, it's, uh, th- this, this show was you know, kind of uh, part pop philosophy, part, uh, part news, part, uh, part just people getting together and having conversations. So, uh, so where we're going to begin tonight is this is going to seem a little strange. We're going to go the long way around. And you're going to be confused at first, which is fine, because we got plenty of time to talk our way through this. But I was going going through the news and I saw this particular article. Let me pull this up. And this is uh, from sciencealert.com. And this, this is amazing stuff right here. Uh, and you'll see why shortly, because it doesn't seem like it right off the bat. You'll be like, what are you talking about, Mike? This is nuts. Are you insane? No, I trust, <laughs> trust me. I'm, I'm only partially insane. All right. But uh, here's what it is. All right. This is uh, from sciencealert.com, and this is the headline. I'm going to put it on full screen, linking it in the chats, all the chats that I'm watching. I'm watching all the chats out there. And here's the deal, right? Headline is this. Giant layer of bones, including human, discovered in gruesome Saudi Arabian cave. All right? And I was like, okay, this is brand new. This is August 16th, just a day or two ago, right? What's the, what's the date today? I don't even know what day it is. Uh, it's the 18th. So two days ago, this article came out. And it literally instantly triggered something in my mind on a show we did a long time ago. When I was uh, when we first started Troubled Minds, I had a co-host. His name was Frank, fantastic guy. He had other obligations, so he had to leave. Left me by myself. I didn't know what to do. How do I do a show by myself, right? This was one of the first ones I did. This particular thing that kind of triggered in my brain here, and we'll get back to that. We're gonna we're gonna circle back to that particular show, which again, right? When you do the first few shows by yourself, it's kind of crummy and etc. So on. So it's nice to be able to actually circle back and look at some of this stuff and uh, have actual current information coming out of the news that really circles us back to these stories that we talked about in uh, in the old days here. But check this out. So again, giant layer of bones, including human bones, discovered in gruesome Saudi Arabian cave. All right, going to read just a little bit of this. And like I said, tonight's journey will lead us not just starting here with this layer of bones. It will bring us to the Vatican Archive 
and werewolves. There you go. If you want the spoiler alert, you want the teasers, that's what's going on tonight. We're going to start in this dusty cave in Saudi Arabia with human bones, and we're going to go to the Vatican Archive, and we're going to come out of there with, you guessed it, some werewolves and other stuff. And so there we go. So let's start. Let's just read some of this, and uh, yeah, let's get into this. A huge hoard of mixed animal bones, including the remains of humans, has been found in an ancient lava tube in Saudi Arabia. The hollowed cave, called Um Jirsan, J-I-R-S-A-N, excuse my pronunciation, is a sprawling lava conduit system underneath the volcanic fields of Harat Khaibar. Uh, well, you can see it right there on the screen. I'm not going to spell it. In the northwest of the country. Um Jirsan extends for a staggering 1.5 kilometers, almost a mile, making it the longest known reported lava tube in Arabia. Within those extensive shadows, wild creatures have been busy. Yep. Uh, in a new study, researchers report the discovery of hundreds of thousands of bones belonging to at least 14 different kinds of animals, such as cattle, horses, camels, rodents, and more. And some of those bones, that's right, they're human bones. Uh-huh. Maybe some of you know exactly where this is headed tonight. But uh, like I said, we're going to take the long way around. We'll start here. So this 1.5-kilometer-long lava tube is a chock-a-block with, this is a quote, from a uh, zoo archaeologist, Matthew, Matthew Stewart from the Max Planck Institute uh, for Chemical Ecology in Germany. He said this. This 1.5-kilometer-long lava tube is chock-a-block with hundreds of thousands of beautifully preserved animal remains. But why? Yeah, why? What, what the heck is going on here? According to the researchers, this massive hoard of bones was, again, right? We don't know, do we? But we, we, we're taking guesses. We're guessing at this. This massive hoard of bones was most likely scavenged together by striped hyena whose own skeletal remains were also found in the cave, along with their fossilized droppings. Uh, quote, These critters are avid collectors of bones, which they transport to dens to be consumed, fed to young or cached, Stewart explains, noting that the epic assemblage represents a collection for the ages. Yes, a collection for the ages. The material at Um Jirsan has accumulated over the last... 7,000 years, attesting to the excellent conditions for preservation of bone within the lava tube. There's your photograph of your striped hyena. And uh, yeah, here we go. Just to read a little bit more of this, and then we'll get into why this triggered an old memory from an old show we did, and uh, how this leads to the Vatican. Yeah, you may be surprised. All right, so here we go. Uh, well, let's see. Okay, did I read that? Okay. While animal bones have been unearthed in the in the Umdrasan lava tube before this, there's yet much we don't understand about the taxonomy of species in the cave, nor what those remains could tell us about paleoecology in the region. This old hyena den, however, is not just a relic of the ancient past. During a previous investigation of the lava tube in 2007, researchers heard sounds of growling 
in the cave, suggesting Umdrasan remains open for business. All right. All right. So there we go. There's where we begin tonight. Like I said, so how does this actually lead us to the Vatican? Well, we're going to take our time. We're not going to jump into that just yet. But, uh, you know, we, we talk about all kinds of critters on this show, right? Uh, we talk about uh, Bigfoot. We talk about like the Chupacabra, stuff like this. You know, like basically it's called cryptozoology, right? And so obviously, like, let's just take this conversation to Bigfoot for just a second. And, uh, you know, many people have said, well, if Bigfoot's real, we'd have found the bones by now, right? Yeah, maybe, right? But what if Bigfoot lives in something like this? Like, they're literally like an underground dwelling civilization that just pops up for air once in a while to kind of eyeball some people and scare them, and then they go back underground, which means most of everything they do would, would be in cave systems like this, lava tubes, uh, you name it, right? And how deep does it go and all the rest of this, which would mean, unless they get hit by a car, which of course I'm sure they'd be very careful of, I'm speculating of course, but, right, something like this would very much explain and describe why we couldn't find a critter that might exist like Bigfoot, all right? And so instead, well, let's say they do, they, the Bigfoot or whatever it is, the Chupacabra, whatever cryptozoology thing you got, uh, Nessie, the Loch Ness Monster, maybe, maybe there's an underwater cave that goes deep underneath Lake Loch Ness, and that's why they can never find Nessie. She just pops out once in a while and says hi and then disappears for years at a time, right? And that's the thing. That's what we're talking about here. There are dark, deep places in this earth where things hide. Things can hide. Like, you know, it's been said that, uh, you know, just take the oceans again, for example. It's been said we know more about the surface of Mars than we know about the actual oceans here on Earth, which uh, should tell you a lot, right? And, of course, that would, that would go to the cave systems as well, wouldn't it? That would go to uh, a lot of this stuff sure has been explored, but there are places that are inaccessible by humans still. And so, well, how does this work? And not only that, uh, don't worry, we're going to get to werewolves tonight, and we're going to get to the Vatican archive as well. And uh, like I said, it's, we're going to take the long way around. We're taking our time. But when you see this, when you see a news story like this, giant layer of bones, including human, human bones discovered in gruesome Saudi Arabian cave, what exactly does it trigger in your brain? Does it uh, kind of give you visions of uh, cryptozoology of, you know, possible, who knows? They're saying the striped hyena. Yeah, that's fine. I'm okay with that, right? That's all good. But uh, I think that uh, this is kind of a bigger, um, what would you say, maybe bigger archaeological find for, um, you know, folks like us. Because, you know, the question always is, well, you know, where's, well, where's Bigfoot? Well, okay, Bigfoot could very well be in a place like this where they're eating deer or whatever, you know, whatever game they come out to hunt, they bring the bones down there so you never find traces of them. This could very well be, couldn't it? And so, of course, uh, as scientists, you wouldn't expect scientists to say, well, you know, we found the cave where Bigfoot hides because, well, they'd never say that. So, of course, they have to say, well, in the area, in Saudi Arabia, of course, you have the Middle East and you have, uh, I believe there's Syria, there's um, uh, the, the southern Iraq is part of this region. Uh, and so you end up with... Uh, you know, you have to kind of look for what lives in the area, right? I mean, I don't think there's any Bigfoot, big feet out there, as it were, Sasquatch or whatever it's going to be. But uh, the thing is this. So they said it's striped hyena, all right? The striped hyena. And that's actually what, not just the striped hyena, but this cave happening to be in North 
northeastern Saudi Arabia. I think it's northeastern Saudi, uh, uh, northwestern Saudi Arabia. Uh, is uh, it, it, it triggered in my mind? Well, an old story. And the old story, actually, let's see, where are we at time-wise? I want to make sure we do this right. Uh, so, so the old story goes a little something like this. Now, so not only do we have these bones just discovered, again, remember this, this lava tube is a mile long. And, and that's, well, that's assuming there's not like a secret passage, maybe underneath a pile of bones that goes deeper down or something like this, right? Which, of course, if it's covered in bones, you'd never know. You'd have to go back there and excavate it. And as they said in the article, as, as far back as, uh, or, as, or as recent as 2007, there were growls coming from the back of this cave, meaning that they're, they're probably still in business here, right? And remember, in this cave are not just tons of animal bones. There are human bones, human bones in this cave, all right? So, okay. So then the long way around is this. We're going to continue trucking tonight. And uh, like I said, if you've got, what does this cave trigger in your brain? Does it, uh, d do you go to cryptids or some other things? Or are you like, ah, Michael Strange, get out of here. This is just uh, a striped hyena. That's what the, uh, that's what the, 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 the zoologists say. That's what the archaeologists tell us. I mean, you know, we got to go with the, uh, the, the narrative, right? But uh, I like to use my imagination a little bit more than that. And just kind of consider that, again, if, a hyena, a pack of hyena, or several packs even, could hide in this cave for a very long time and hide their bones for, what they say, 7,000 years, how many generations there, um, then, well, what else might be hiding in caves like this? And of course, right, this one's going to be accessible by humans because we found it, but what about the ones that are not accessible, all right? And that's, that's where my brain went when I first saw this, and I was like, oh, sweet, isn't that the same thing as, and it, it was just like, like on the tip of my tongue, I couldn't remember. And then I was reading the article, and I was like, the striped hyena, yes, I remember this story. I remember this story. All right, well, yeah, you want to know the story? We'll check this out. We'll start with this. In A.D. 774, the Assyrian Empire, spanning portions of present-day Jordan, Syria, and Iraq, suffering a frightening invasion of man-eating creatures, as yet unidentified. All right, now, this is again, this is from a, a, an old tome, an old, an old dusty book called the Chronicles of Zuknin, Z-U-Q-N-I-N, all right? It's, uh, again, it's uh, in, I think it's in uh, Arabic, I want to say. I don't think it's Persian. I think it's Arabic. And uh, the original, the original copy of this book, you got it, is housed in the Vatican Archive. All right, so we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that tonight, but I'm gonna, just going to give you a little tease of what this actually is. Now, this is called the Assyrian Monster Invasion, A.D. 774 in the Assyrian Empire. And yes, that's right. That's right. That is exactly what it triggered in my brain. When I was, I was reading this article and I was like, damn it, I know this. How do I know this story? And it's because I did a show on this very thing probably two years ago now. It's been a long time. However, now, not only has archaeology and the zoologists and the people that found this cave, right? Notably with human bones. Ha ha ha. Right? Not only that, guess what? It's in the same area as the Assyrian monster invasion of 774 AD. There you go. What's up, Jack says, I want to believe. 
Heck yeah. What's up? So this is the show where we drink the maybe juice. We drink a healthy dose of the maybe juice and consider these things, right? So if now, now again, right, we're going to put these things together. All right. This whole, this whole thing comes together. I promise you. So what we're going to talk about tonight is one, we start with this article within the cave. All right. In this cave, we have 7,000 years of bones, animal bones. And also, by the way, human bones. All right. Something in the Middle East has been feasting on all kinds of things for thousands of years. Do you know how many scary stories date back 7,000 years in the Middle East of something eating people? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. You see where I'm headed with this. So what's on my mind tonight is this. This chronicle of Zuknin, it's, also, it's actually uh, part four, all right? It's part four. There's, a, there's four books to this. And so this actual little blurb, this little story is in part four of that chronicle, okay? And again, the original, the original, all we have is our copies. And so you don't know how, how accurate copies actually are because in the old days they had to be written, handwritten, scribed, right? And so if the information was throttled back then and only allowed to copy certain parts or leave things out or who knows, what are they leaving out of this story? So we'll get there. We'll get to what the story actually is in just a little bit. But that is what's on my mind tonight. So the question is this. Do you think that uh, this cave in particular is uh, a possibility for something like a cryptozoological creature? And if so, well, uh, yeah. I'd love to hear from you. If you think I'm off the rails on this, that's okay, because I have more. So, also, the other question tonight is, what do you think they're hiding in the Vatican archive? That's what I want to know. That's what's on my mind tonight. Trust me, we'll tie all this together. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037 at 702-957-1037. Don't go anywhere. More conversation about werewolves, bones in caves, and the Vatican Archive when we come back. (laughs) Don't go anywhere. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Help Jews in Poverty at HelpJewsNow.org. Your $25 gift today will help provide a life-saving food box to Jews in need. Be a blessing right now. Visit HelpJewsNow.org. That's HelpJewsNow.org. All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds. I'm your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Facebook, DLive, YouTube, and Facebook. 
but maybe not Facebook for very much longer because they're limiting our reach in a grotesque and unfair manner. But also, we're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. Tonight, we're talking about... Yeah, that's right. They found in Saudi Arabia a cave a mile deep full of bones, animal bones and human bones. What in the world is going on over there? Well, I've got some ideas. I've got some ideas. And yes, you guessed it, as I teased before, it's going to lead us through the Vatican Archive. It's going to lead us to a story in the Middle East from 774 AD. And that story, of course, is a cryptid Assyrian monster invasion. And you better, you better believe it. What were those monsters doing? We'll get to that story in just a little bit here. But, of course, those monsters were eating people. Uh-huh. You better believe it. You better believe it. So we're going to get to that story in a little bit. Maybe, maybe some of you guys have been listening to this show long enough that you remember when we did this show originally, we didn't have the, the benefit of this brand new article that just happened right here uh, describing, of course, uh, again from Science Alert, a giant layer of bones, including human bones, discovered in gruesome Saudi Arabian cave. And now the Cliff Notes version of this is 7,000 years and one mile deep of bones. Yeah, I think gruesome is the correct word. So that's what we're talking about tonight. Don't worry, we're going to get to the Vatican. But the question tonight is, what do you think caused this? Of course, the, uh, the, the official version is the striped hyena. All right, which is native to the area of Saudi Arabia, Jordan, uh, Syria, and uh, southern Iraq. All right. And this cave is actually located in north, northern Saudi Arabia, which means it's uh, very well within. That's right. Very well within the, the, the not just the realm of the striped hyena, but also whatever these critters might have been that attacked these villages in 774 AD, which we'll get to in just a moment. But before we do that, we're going to go to, let's see, we're going to go to a phone call here. I believe this is a Jennifer in Missouri. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight, my friend? Hey, what are you doing? So I was listening to the opening of this. I'm cleaning my house and doing stuff. But I was like, this is, like, the best thing to talk about ever. Okay, so the Vatican archives, for one, I'm just going to, well, first, how are you, I hope you're doing good. I'm sorry about your Facebook stuff being pushed out of there. But um, That's okay. So Go with the Vatican archives. Go right ahead. Yeah, with the Vatican archives, um, for one thing, there are, you know, I think we well, probably know this already. I'm sure other people do. It's like 50 miles worth of archived manuscripts and books. I think we've talked about that before, just when I've called. And it basically contains, like, the history of the world and everything. There are languages in the archives that people can't even, they can't even read anymore. Or maybe there's, like, a handful of people who can read it. So, basically, it's the entire, uh, it's everything. They know everything as far as, like, whatever has happened on this planet and, like, where we're coming from and the different types, of, you know, about all the different beings and everything. The archives in the Vatican you can't even get anything out of the archives unless you know the exact name of the, you know, the manuscript you're looking for, unless you know the title of, you know, or the works that you're looking for. And sometimes those are important languages. So you can't just search it by topic or anything. They started digitalizing it. So you can kind of go through and look at a few things they've given you, but it's almost impossible to find anything unless you know foreign languages. But um, now I remember hearing about, you've heard of St. Christopher, I'm sure. 
that he was a synosophali, that he was a dog-headed a dog man. There were some accounts, some people said that that was just like a misrepresentation to try to explain like how he had an animalistic nature or something, that, that he was aggressive, because of course he was Christianized. But before he was Christianized, he was eating people. And, and it, there was accounts from different bishops and I guess uh, Vatican explorers that said that they had encountered all kinds of tribes of people. These, these were warriors and they were dog people. They were the Sinisophali and they would eat human flesh and they would bark like dogs, but they were also civilized. And some of them were they're just like people. Some were very nice and noble and some were, you know, violent and, and just like humans basically. And they Christianized some of them and they became, you know, just, I guess, decent dog people. I don't know how you explain it, but I think that it's possible that the ones that there was a massive cutback of the Sinisophali, you would have had to eradicate them when you were Christianizing. There were many creatures supposedly that were, that refused to be Christianized. For example, the trolls. And then there was like, um, and then here with the Sinisophali that they wouldn't be Christianized. There's also accounts of fish people, like people that live in the water. But um, I think it's possible that it could be that those hyenas and everything could be the Sinisophali, maybe. And if not, it doesn't even matter because it's very possible that they could have, you know, been hiding in there for, I don't know, hundreds of years, if not longer, you know, kind of reclusing back. We know that the earth is full of all kinds of hollow chambers and everything. But maybe, mainly with the Vatican archives, I think it's important to, like, tell people that the Vatican Church, because it's been around forever and it's acted as a replacement for government many, many times, and they have sheltered the world's history in their hallways and, you know, all the archives. And anyway, I'm rambling. So no, I think that that's what it could be. No, so you're spot on. So let me, you tell you, let me tell you about that story. So the only reason I know that story you're discussing about the dogmen and the Christianity thing is because in a previous show we did when we were talking about werewolves, I stumbled upon that kind of by accident. I was like, really? Is this a real thing? And yeah, for sure. You're absolutely right with all the stuff you're saying I there. came across it. I ahead, came across it thinking about the, uh, you know, the Mongolians in the Ottoman Empire. And I was trying to figure out if there had been people in North America, like, forever, basically. And a lot of research lends to it that it's possible, you know. People call it different things, but it led to the Eastern Steppe in Mongolia, and that there were Mongolian and Ottoman empires. But during that Mongolian and Ottoman Empire, they were called the uh, Heavenly Dogs. And that has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. But they had associations and possibly fought wars with the assistance of the Sinisophali. I don't know, like, how, I haven't heard your other show, but I, and I probably won't be able to find it or something. But, yeah, I don't know. In Vatican archives, I mean, they literally have everything about the Mayan cultures. They have things about, you know, cultures we have no idea about. And they know what happened what caused the dark ages, what was going on. Cause we, it's pretty much a blackout, you know, up until like 150 years ago. And so I'm assuming that they, it's for good reason, but I mean, basically the Talmud and the Vatican archives and everything all address the Sinisophali and these different creatures. And so I think that obviously, you know, could be something to consider, especially flesh eating. Some of them, it's funny that some of them could be civilized and then that they didn't. Uh, you know, they just decide to stop eating people. 
very nice of them to do. <laughs> so, well, you know, I anyway. mean, if you become a, a Christian and turn over a new leaf, right, you're forgiven. So stopping eating people is a good first start. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you're spot on here. So, so I'm sure you haven't heard this story because this was this is a super rare one that I stumbled across randomly on Reddit years ago, and I was like, really, is this real? And so you do some digging, right? You do some digging, and sure enough, it's a real story. And we're going to get to that, but it is very much it? exactly like you're describing. Oh, okay. Very, very dogmen type, possibly werewolves, which is where we're going to go tonight. So great stuff, as always, from you, Jennifer. Uh, any other thoughts yeah. on this, on the Vatican Archive or anything else while we got you on? Always great stuff, so I'm not trying to run you off the phone. Go, go for as long as you like, my friend. Oh, no, just wondering if, uh, you know, I wonder if it's in a safari, though, if that's different than the werewolf. You know, it's going to be really hard to, for sure, because the werewolf, is a folklore of, you know, people changing into one. And so I don't know. I have no, I don't know. But it's always good to talk with you. I'll talk to you later. You as well. Thank you very much. That's uh, Jennifer in Missouri. I appreciate the call. Good stuff as always. Thanks for kicking us off with the phone calls tonight. And as you know, we're taking your phone calls, guys. If you want to be part of the show, 702-957-1037. Going to put the phone number up. And we're, uh, there we go. That's a fantastic way to kick this off. And this is a real story, guys. This is a real story. This is an actual book that goes back to 774 AD. We'll get to that story in just a sec. Like I said, we're going to stretch this out. I could, I could make all this smash into 20 minutes, but then it's less fun, isn't it? Because then we don't get to take your phone calls and all the rest of that, and you see why. Fantastic call from Jennifer right off the bat, and she's right. She's right. That also is a legend with the dog people, the Christianity, that whole bit. I can't remember exactly what they're called. She had the name perfect, but... I, again, I've stumbled on that story, and so I'll try and dig it out as we go tonight, and maybe we can uh, g- cover that one as well. But okay, so we're starting in Saudi Arabia with this cave full of bones, one mile deep, 7,000 years worth of bones. How far back do you think 7,000 years goes and covers what? Covers, covers what? All of known history, basically. <laughs> I mean, I mean, literally, if we go back 10,000 years, we're talking about the Ice Age, right? We're talking about the Great Flood. So, well, uh, most, of, most of known human history, right? All right. So now, the odd part about this, again, which triggered in my mind is uh, we'll talk about this and we'll go. But the questions for tonight, uh, as Jennifer started us out, this is the deal. What do you think they are hiding in the Vatican Archive? Because this story, like I said, the original story here, I'm about to give you a little a brief synopsis of this story. This story, the original book itself, is actually in the Vatican Archive. So the copies we have, well, are they, are they accurate? It's hard to say. But from, from the copies, I'm going to read you just a little blurb, and you're going to be shocked. Because this story is off the rails. And yes, it is. It is monsters eating people. So that's the question tonight. Werewolves, dogmen, is there a difference? We may as well add that to the questions. And what do you think they're hiding in the Vatican Archive? If you want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. You can find us at troubledminds.org and click the Discord link and get in here and come join the, the conversation. But okay, let's continue, shall we? Make sure everything's still running perfectly. We're still on fringe. Everything's good. Okay, so uh, let's uh, let's continue. Let's get to this story now. Like I said, so we started with this story that just was a couple days ago. One mile deep, 7,000 years of bones, including human bones. All right. Why am I so stoked? Why am I so like OMG about this? I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you. <laughs> it goes a little something like this. 
All right, let's uh, get all this stuff up. What's up, Dagger Spells? I see you there in the chat. All right, it goes a little something like this. The Assyrian Monster Invasion. In A.D. 774, the Assyrian Empire, again spanning portions of present-day Jordan, Syria, and Iraq, which, of course, is the southern area, and just above, or sorry, just south of those countries is, guess what? Saudi Arabia. So in northwestern Saudi Arabia is where this cave was found, right near this same area, okay? Present-day Jordan, Syria, and southern Iraq. All right, it continues. So the Assyrian Empire in 774 A.D. suffered a frightening invasion of man-eating creatures, as yet unidentified. The events were recorded by Denis of Telmari, a leader of the Syrian Jacobites in his chronicles. Before the reign of the emperor, Leo IV, there raged a plague that was followed by the appearance of frightening and terrifying animals who feared nothing and no one they fled from no man and indeed killed many people a very little were they like wolves catch that they weren't like wolves people in this area know what wolves are a very little they were they like wolves but their face was small and long and they had great ears the skin on their spines resembled that of a pig. These mysterious animals committed great ravages on the people of the Abdin Rock region near Ha, H-O-H. In, uh, in some villages, they devoured more than 100 people, and in many others from 20 to 40 or 50 Nothing could be done to them because they were fearless of man. If a man did pursue them, in no ways did the monsters uh, become scared or flee. Instead, they turned on the man. If men loosed their weapons on a monster, it leaped on the men and tore them to bits. These monsters entered houses and yards. This is where it gets terrifying and seized and kidnapped children and left. No one daring to offer resistance. They climbed in the night onto terraces, stole children from their beds, and went off without opposition. When they appeared, dogs were afraid to bark. Right? You see where we're going with this. What does this sound like to you? I'm going to continue. There's a little bit more of this, and there's more. This isn't the only part here, but check this out. Dogs were afraid to bark. For these reasons, the country suffered a more terrible experience than it had ever known before. Two or three men were frightened to move around together. Cattle disappeared from the field because all of the livestock had been devoured by these dreadful monsters. Indeed, when one of these creatures attacked a herd of goats or a flock of sheep, they took away several at a time. These monsters passed from the land and went into Arzanin, southern Armenia, and ravaged every village there. They also aged the country of Myfurk and along Mount Kaihai, and also great damage at Amida. 
Now, again, so uh, excuse my pr- pronunciation for some of these places. These are ancient places in the Middle East, again, back to 774 A.D. Uh, I'm going to put the uh, the actual uh, link here of what I just read in the chat in case you guys want to uh, follow up on that. As always, right, I enjoy you guys seeing my sources. And if you don't believe me, then, uh, well, get in here and take a look because I'm not making this stuff up. There, the, This stuff is sourced. And so this right here, again, the Assyrian monster invasion in 774 A.D. of the Assyrian Empire is in a book that is now currently housed in the Vatican Archive. So the question tonight is, you see how we're going to bring all this together as we begin in the first hour, we can kind of uh, say this is the outline of where things are going to go tonight. But where do you want to take them? Do you want to talk about the possibility of this maybe being, I don't know, werewolves? maybe dogmen of such, as Jennifer described when she called in? Or is this something else entirely? Is it exactly like they're saying here in this article from Science Alert that these, this is nothing more than a cave used by the striped hyena, which, of course, lived, was native to this area, is still native to this area? And this is, now this is some of the weird stuff, right? As this, as this kind of goes through and we're talking about this story, There's some really weird plot holes here, all right? So first off, they said in in the Chronicle, right, itself again, the original housed in the Vatican Archive, guys, (laughs) right? So what is really in that book that we maybe don't know? First off. Second, now check this out. They say that clearly this cave has been used by striped hyena over a 7,000-year period, right? sure fine except the deal with this is the striped hyena here does not exactly match the description and also by the way they said it's not like a wolf right they they knew what a wolf was they didn't even bring up the fact that it may or may not be a hyena but clearly hyena are native to this area and they would know what these things were so you tell me And what's going on with this giant layer of bones? One mile deep, 7,000 years of bones chewed up and discarded, including, that's right, that's right, I said it, human bones. Hmm. Is that strange to you? Does it seem like this may or may not be a coincidence or related somehow? Yeah, I kind of think it is. So here we go. Here's the actual, uh, again, the, the attachment I'm using tonight. This is just part of the story. There's more to this story, and we will, uh, we will continue talking about this tonight. But uh, what I, what I want to know from you again, right? So what do you think this is right off? Do you think that it's just, all right, it's the striped hyena, move on, Mike, whatevs. That's cool. If you think that's what it is, then that's fine. However, however, like I said, it's a little bit strange to me that uh, the people that lived in that area, they know exactly what a hyena looks like. So how come in 774 AD, the Assyrian Empire couldn't simply identify a hyena or a group of them as being part of this man-eating monster invasion? That part seems strange, does it not? That seems to be what I like to call a plot hole. And so, well, what were they? What are these things? Is this exactly what we're talking about with uh, some of this vampire, or sorry, not vampire, some of this werewolf stuff, some of the dogmen like uh, Jennifer was talking about? What's going on here? Is it the same area? Maybe, maybe not. But this particular story 
happens almost within, surely within the, the roaming range of a, a pack of hyena from this monster invasion in 774 AD. So I don't know. I don't know. This is the weird part. Like I said, so what do you think this is to start? Like I said, this story gets more strange. And not only that, not only that, there's more to it. Meaning that, uh, of course, how could they mistake something native to the area they live where they're, you know, farming? They've got, like they said, sheep and goats and all this stuff, right? Like they've got farms, actual farms here. And they mistake hyenas for something else. For monsters. I don't know. Like I said, you tell me. We got, some, we got some serious plot holes in this. But, like I said, is this related? Let's say maybe hyenas inhabit, inhabit that cave these days. What about, I don't know, in 744 AD? <laughs> Sorry, 774 AD. Maybe not. Maybe not. So that's the question tonight. Looking to hear from you. What do you think these things are? Do you think it's possible there's some sort of cryptid or monster invasion going on back like 774 AD, like it's described in this chronicle, which we'll continue talking about tonight? And remember, the original book that we're looking at is housed in the Vatican Archive. So a couple things. What do you think these things could be? Do you think it's possible they're dogmen, they're werewolves, they're whatever the heck is happening here? Or uh, another question tonight is, what else do you think may or may not be in the Vatican Archives? That's what's on my mind tonight. You start to think about some of these things, and you start to think about synchronicities and how this kind of fits together. And uh, yeah, yeah. This, uh, the, old, the old show we did, like I said, that will never see the light of day because it was horrible. It was one of my first by myself, and I was rushing and didn't know how to tell a good story and all the rest of that. Things have changed. And so this is going to be the new version of that exact same story because we have a modern-day find that seems to mesh almost perfectly with this monster invasion from 774 AD. Again, we're taking your phone calls tonight. What do you think this is? What do you think about, uh, well, the Vatican Archive and uh, the rest of this? So there you go. Now, uh, now I've put my cards on the table. We're an hour in. I think that's probably paced appropriately. But we can take this conversation wherever you want. Like I said, it's a two-way thing. And if you have ideas or you want to talk about the Vatican specifically, vampires, this particular cave in the bones, that's up to you. And you know what to do. You know how to find us. You can reach this show... Yeah, that's right. At 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And we're talking about cryptids. We're talking about the Assyrian monster invasion of 774 AD. And, yeah, that's right. We're talking about the Vatican archives. So what do you think about any of this, about all of this? Love to hear from you. Sometimes... You got some hot stuff, and I'm telling you what, this is hot stuff tonight. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Don't go anywhere. More after the break.
finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Broadcasting live from a secret bunker just off the extraterrestrial highway. Somewhere in the desert sands outside of Las Vegas. From somewhere in space time, loosely labeled Generation X on planet Earth. questions of you in earnest into the digital darkness good evening and welcome to troubled minds radio i'm your host michael strange and hello to all of you who may also have troubled minds What's up, guys? This show is live. We're streaming on Facebook, DLive, YouTube, and Periscope. We're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM, and we're taking your phone calls. What is this, you may ask, if you're here for the first time? Well, this is the show where we talk about all the things we're not allowed to talk about. We do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at 7 p.m. Pacific. And what are those things? You know. Aliens, conspiracy, the paranormal, the government, academia, the 24-hour news cycle, propaganda, and the general feeling that we live in the upside down. But I mentioned we were live, and we're taking your phone calls tonight. If you want to be part of the show, the number to call is 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And uh, we're talking about some crazy stuff tonight. Yeah, that's right. Let's, uh, let's uh, as you have to do in the radio, right, you kind of got to recap because people come and go. Let's recap. Let's start over. 
just a little bit because uh, you guys who have been here and uh, you know you know you know what we're talking about tonight. We already had a fantastic call from Jennifer last hour, and so this hour let's just reboot. I'll just go through this pretty quickly though for the recap. But we're looking to hear from you. That's really the goal of this. What do you think is going on with this story so far? So it starts like this. It starts a little something like this. Science Alert reports. Yep, that's right. Giant layer of bones. In- <coughs> Excuse me. Holy smokes. Giant layer of bones, including human bones, discovered in gruesome Saudi Arabian cave. Okay. A huge horde of mixed animal bones, including the remains of humans, has been found in an ancient lava tube in Saudi Arabia. That's what happens when you take a swig of beer and it goes down the wrong pipe. Uh, the, the hollowed cave called Um Jirsan, J-I-R-S-A-N, is a sprawling lava conduit system underneath the volcanic fields of Harat Kaibar in the northwest of the country. Um Jirsan extends for a staggering 1.5 kilometers, almost a mile, making it the longest known reported lava tube in Arabia. Within those extensive shadows, wild creatures have been busy. In a new study, researchers report the discovery of hundreds of thousands of bones belonging to at least 14 different kinds of animals, such as cattle, horses, camels, rodents, and more. And some of those bones, you guessed it, are human. Now, of course, right, uh, uh, as you know me, I like to, uh, I'm a student of history, I'm a student of esoteric things and uh, legends and fables and mythologies, and as I read this, this article, uh, just was a couple days ago, I got really excited, because it, it actually jogged my memory of an old story, an old story that goes back to 774 AD, and of course, that is known, that story is actually from the Chronicles of Zuk Nin, and that actual document itself the, the chronicles as far as i'm aware there's four uh versions of that meaning uh sorry uh, episode one two three and four of those chronicles and in the fourth part four this is where we get this weird stuff this is where we get this exact story that i'm talking about tonight that may be related to this gruesome layer of bones that goes one mile deep hundreds of thousands of bones and 7,000 years back, they say this cave has been used. So let's go here. I'm going to drop this, and this is from uh, a, a, an actual, it's kind of like a Reddit clone website, and it's called uh, poal.co, and uh, this is where you can find more about this, and let's, uh, let's, uh, let's look at this. So, okay, uh, this is the, so, okay, the Chronicle of Zuknin, parts three and four. Uh, so they were written actually from 488 to 775 AD. And uh, yeah, here we go. Let's see. Um, all right. Let's see. I read the first part. There we go. All right. Uh, duh, duh. Okay. So here's the thing, right? This is, this is where we started and this is where we're going to go back to because this is the story. This is the story tonight. And this book itself, these Chronicles of Zuknin, are actually held in the Vatican Archive, the original copies. So like I said, the questions for the evening are this. We've got this story of the Assyrian monster invasion in 774 AD, of course, and that was present-day Jordan, Syria, and Iraq, the southern half of those countries. And, of course, just below that, just to the south, is Saudi Arabia, which is where this cave was found in northern Saudi Arabia. So now, what I'm trying to say is, is it possible? Let's, let's do the ancient alien thing <laughs> right here. Is it possible that this cave full of bones for 7,000 years, including human bones, 
is somehow related to this Assyrian monster invasion that happened in 774 AD? And if so, ancient astronaut theorists say yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding, of course. But okay, now this is the weird part. I'm going to read you just a little bit of this. Like I said, we're kind of uh, just recapping to get us back to take some phone calls. What do you guys think? Questions tonight. Do you think this has something to do with uh, the striped hyena, like the article states as we begin? Or is it something to do with this Assyrian monster invasion from 774 AD? I'm going to burn through this so you guys, we're, we're all caught up, and then we'll take some phone calls. We got one coming in right now. What's up, James? We'll get to you in just a moment. But we're looking to hear from you. 702-957-1037. Let's read this. In AD 774, the Assyrian Empire suffered a frightening invasion of man-eating creatures as yet unidentified. The events were recorded by Dennis of Tel Mar, a leader of the Syrian Jacobites, in his chronicles. Before the reign of the emperor Leo IV, there raged a plague that was followed by the appearance of frightening and terrifying animals who feared nothing and no one. They fled from no man and indeed killed many people. A very little were they like wolves, but their face was small and long, and they had great ears. The skin on their spines resembled that of a pig. These mysterious animals committed great ravages on the people of the Abdin Rock region near Hoh, H-O-H. In some villages, they devoured more than 100 people, and in many others from 20 to 40 or 50. Nothing could be done to them because they were fearless of man. If a man did pursue them, in no ways did the monsters become scared or flee. Instead, they turned on the man. If men lost their weapons on a monster, it leapt on them, leapt on the men and tore them to bits. Now look, the thing that first caught my attention when I found this story a few years back was not only are these things very much like they're not wolves. It says it right here in the chronicle itself. They are not wolves. There's something similar. Not only that, they are impervious to weapons, unafraid of men whatsoever, and they fight back and kill people. Now, I was thinking when I first read this, like, hold on, wait a second. That sounds like, a, that sounds like, like the Dungeons and Dragons version of a werewolf, right? And the mythology of a werewolf. Meaning this, they say in mythology that a werewolf itself is impervious to weapons of any sort, except you know what that is. Silver. Right? Silver. Silver bullets. There's a reason. Silver weapons. You see what's going on here? So that's what I thought. I was like, wait a minute. Are you kidding me? Are we seriously talking about like a werewolf invasion in the Middle East in 774, written down in a book that's now housed the original in the Vatican archive. That's what I'm thinking about. That's what I'm talking about tonight. What do you think about this? Is this literally one of those stories where it's too far-fetched? Or you're like, wait a minute. Did you just say the Vatican archive? Because <laughs> if so, if so, you're in the right place. Looking to hear from you. 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Let's go to James in Michigan. What's up, my friend? You're on Trouble Minds with Mike. Uh, actually, let's do this again. What's up, my friend? You're on Trouble Minds with Mike. How are you today? Tonight. Tonight. This evening. I'm doing okay. Right um, on. This is a great show. I'm, I'm really enjoying this. Thank you. Thank you. What do you think? What's your opinion thus far? 
you know, it just makes me think of caves in general and cave systems and how hard it is for, or has been for people to explore like an entire cave system safely, you know, since who knows when. And just how hard it can even be to make new caves or, you know, new to, to basically make mines and stuff and how dangerous that is. It makes me wonder, you know, who or what all could be way down there, you know, where, where people haven't gotten to yet, possibly. Right. So you see what I'm saying here? You, you see the connection? Do you think, it, you think it's possible? It's in the same area as this same, this, this monster invasion in 774. You're correct. Like I said, when, I, when we started and I talked about Bigfoot, people are like, oh, well, how come, how come we don't find any Bigfoots, dead Bigfoots? Well, this is a perfect example of why we may not. Maybe they go deep underground to die. Maybe they get buried by their kin deep underground. Like these are the types of things that kind of make me raise an eyebrow because, well, there's a whole lot we don't know about these cave systems, right? Yeah. And I was just thinking not only, I mean, who know, there, there's all kinds of different creatures that have been, that have been talked about over, you know, the years and centuries really and decades and that, that are supposedly not real because they never are found by most people. But then who knows how, I mean, what if a lot of those also use the caves somehow? Yeah, it, exactly. And so it, it could it could be like a transient cave, like, like meaning that uh, different things have used it throughout the years. That's all fine and well. But uh, you know, what if what if uh, what if they were? What what do you think about the werewolf thing I'm talking about? So not only do we have these weird cave systems, we've got the bones, we've got human bones in there, and we've got this story. And the story again goes back to 774 AD, and they. They were coming into villages and eating people by the dozens or even hundreds. Well, does it make sense that these human bones might be back in this cave? It's in the same area, after all. And so many of them. That's the crazy thing. It's not like just one or two bones, but, I mean, that sounds like a lot of them. So, And, I mean, just thinking about mythology, how many different dog or wolf-headed creatures there are that seem human, too. I mean, that's... And in and, and, and that area, but just in general, you know, um, I mean, that, that is, that's very interesting. I, I also think that the silver thing is interesting, kind of um, touching on the whole, it's interesting that, that, that silver is supposed to be good for killing those kind of creatures. And yet when it's applied to like different items, it can supposedly be magnets to paranormal stuff. I don't understand. That's one thing I don't understand about that. I mean, there's a lot of things I don't understand, but that's one of them. Yeah, so we like we were talking about when you, when you were on the show, we were talking about mirrors. We didn't really get that that far because there's so much with just the mythology of mirrors and like the, the esoterics and the spells <laughs> yeah. and all that stuff. But we were yeah. talking about before about how a particular mirror with a silver frame was uh, somehow going to be more powerful, more uh, whatever it is. And I don't know. That's a good question. We were kind of discussing it before the show uh, the day before, and it, it, it kind of doesn't make sense, does it? Like, what is it about silver, guys? We can yeah. add that to the list tonight. So talking about werewolves, uh, how can you can only hurt them with silver, silver weapons or silver bullets? How come... Uh, how how does it kind of fit into that mythology of the the esoterics and the mirrors and everything else? Add that to the list uh, again. Like always, right? I don't know the answers to these questions, but the fascinating thing to me is the conversation and the questions themselves. So that's what we're here doing. That's what we're here doing. Uh, so so what about uh, great stuff so far, James? Let me ask you this while I got you on the phone. 
What do you think about the sure. Vatican archive? What do you think? Let's say, let's say if you had to make like a guess of like the most ridiculous esoteric thing they have in the Vatican archive, what do you think is there? Oh, see, I'm, I'm, I've only been able to study history a little bit here and there. I have no idea, but I would definitely, uh, you know me, I'd, I'd be interested in any kind of um, esoteric stuff relating to spirits and, and, you know, ghosts and all that stuff, obviously. That's just, that's what I would be going for. I mean, I, I, I don't know what, what thing in, in particular, but that's what I'd be looking for. Because that would, you know, and, and some people would say that would be, that would go against what they, you know, what the, the tenets of, of the, the, the religion. But, you know, I just wonder what kind of stuff they have there. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I've got a list. We'll get to that. So like I said, uh, this, as you guys okay. know, this conversation is open ended. And so if you, uh, you want to chase down werewolves tonight and talk about silver and silver bullets and silver weapons and how it relates to this cave and this Assyrian monster invasion in 774, we can do that. If you'd rather talk about what you think and speculate is in the Vatican archive, just like this chronicle, the actual original tome, the book written at the Chronicle of Zuknin, then uh, we can uh, we can take it that way too. That's that's why I kind of like doing it in this format because who knows, right? We had a great call from Jennifer right off. We got a great call from James right here. Uh, the next call can be what? Uh, what else? What we got you on the phone, my friend? Oh, just um, like I said, just considering there are caves everywhere, you know, and I mean, some of them, I, I've even heard that some of them, like where there are like crystals and things like that, they're, they're so far down that they're actually, like people can't walk around in them for very long because they're so, they're, they generate so much heat. And I wonder how much that has to do with anything. Yeah, yeah, you got me. Again, uh, keep an open mind about all the possibilities here. I love it. I love that stuff. Yeah, definitely, man. Uh, and so we're going we're gonna to keep on trucking here and talking about this. But uh, if, uh, if you had to say yes or no, I hate to back you into a corner, but werewolves or nah? <laughs> what do you think about this story? I'm going to rebel and say maybe. <laughs> Damn it, James. All right, perfect. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Drinking the maybe juice. I love it. I love it. I appreciate it. Everybody, this is James Salcedo from Salcedo Paranormal. He's got a podcast. Please check it out. James, thank you for calling. Thanks for being part of this community. I appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you soon, okay? Oh, thank you. Great show. Yep. Thanks, bro. Appreciate yeah, that. There you go. Uh, Salcedo Paranormal. Check it out. Uh, good stuff. He was on the show last week. We were talking about mirrors and uh, uh, the spookiness of mirrors. All right. So as we continue tonight, uh, that's, that's what we're doing. We're talking about the Vatican Archive. Uh, if you want to speculate what may be in there, some of the crazy stories you've heard. Or if you want to hear about uh, more of this werewolf type stuff, we can take it down the silver route of why, why silver weapons, why, right? why impervious to regular weapons. Do you think that uh, this Assyrian monster invasion of 774 AD has anything to do with werewolves? Again, there's some, some very similar things here. And uh, of course, we don't have the light of the full moon. Of course, we don't have... As Jennifer stated, we don't have people changing from, you know, people themselves to, to werewolves or wolfmen or whatever it happens to be. So there's a couple things that don't really fit. But the impervious to weapons thing, werewolves are definitely, the mythology says that. And that's, that's right here in this, right? Uh, the, the mysterious animals committed great ravages. In some villages, they devoured more than 100 people. That's a lot of people to be eaten in one village, right? You think regular hyenas would do that? Does that sound right to you or anybody else? 
Not to me. If this is correct, then this is this is one of those crazy stories that really doesn't get enough play. Uh, so here we go. It continues. Let's read just a little bit more of this. Nothing could be done to them because they were fearless of men. If a man did pursue them, in no ways did the monsters become scared or flee. Instead, they turned on the man. If men lost their weapons on a monster, it leapt on the men and tore them to bits. Yeah, that's right. And this is the Assyrian monster invasion in 774 AD. Happened in modern-day Jordan, Syria, and Iraq, and of course, uh, northern Saudi Arabia, which is where this cave was found with all these bones, hundreds of thousands of bones, including human bones. So you tell me. Again, like I said, this is one of those ones that kind of uh, very much like that plasma UFO stuff that we talk about on this show. Sometimes an article comes out and just snaps it all into focus, right? And this is one of those articles where I was like, no way. Where did they find this cave with all these bones, hundreds of thousands of bones, a mile deep, 7,000 years, they say these bones have been collecting in this one particular cave. And I was shocked. I was like, no, really? So I looked it up and I was like, okay, so northern Saudi Arabia, you got it, borders exactly with present day Jordan, Syria, and Iraq. And I'll tell you what, I was like, oh, snap. <laughs> this is the spot. This is the spot. This, this is, right? So anyway, the question for tonight is, do you think this has uh, something to do with cryptids, vampires? I'm sorry, no, I keep saying vampires. Werewolves. And uh, right, right from this story. Again, this is a real thing. I had to say this the last time we did this too. Like people didn't believe. They're like, where did you get this? This is not real. This original book is housed in the Vatican Archive. How real can you get, right? Why would they be housing this and hiding this? Got me. Anyway, here we go. Let's just read the rest of this. Uh, These monsters entered houses and yards and seized and kidnapped children and left. They left with the children, no one daring to offer resistance. They climbed in the night onto terraces, stole children from their beds and went off without opposition. When When they appeared, dogs were afraid to bark. What in the world, right? Uh, For these reasons, the country suffered a more terrible experience than it had ever known before. Two or three men were frightened to move around together. You couldn't even move in small small groups of people because they'd still eat you, right? Cattle disappeared from the field because all the livestock had been devoured by these dreadful monsters. Indeed, when one of these creatures attacked a herd of goats or a flock of sheep, they took away several at a time. So that's what I'm talking about tonight. Again, this is from the Chronicle of Zuknin, Z-U-Q-N-I-N. And of course, all this is translated from, I believe it's Arabic, I believe is the translation. Uh, and so the thing is this, right? Uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, this, this particular article about the bones in the cave, and it just so happened to be in the same region as this story, I think it has to be related, right? Again, like I said, I'm the questions guy. I'm not really the answers guy here, but I was really excited when I found this and was like, no way. This is exactly the same spot where they're talking about whatever these monsters were that showed up and were eating people, impervious to weapons, stealing children in the night. What's going on with this? What is going on with this? And then again, the original copy of these books are held in the Vatican archive. So you tell me. That's the question tonight. Do you think this has anything to do with cryptids, werewolves, anything like this? You think I'm kind of, you know, just uh, maybe maybe a little bit off the rails here, which is fine. Uh, it's kind of what we do, drinking the maybe juice. But uh, if it is related, uh, why do you think the uh, Vatican is hiding these actual original documents? 
Why are these books behind lock and key in the Vatican archives, which we'll get to in a little bit. I got some Vatican stuff we can talk about, but that's what's on my mind tonight. Uh, like I said, sometimes you just get super stoked because you're like, no way, no way, the synchronicity. It's too cool, dude. It's too cool. And here we are. It's, uh, that's the way it is. That's the way it is tonight. So, okay, uh, it happened in the same region, and this could very possibly be the same place where these, these, uh, the Assyrian monster of invasion of 774 dumped the bones. So you tell me, what's going on right now? And uh, that's, uh, that's what's on my mind. Do you think that uh, the Vatican Archive is hiding this for any particular reason? Or do you think that, uh, well, I'm just kind of... Uh, drinking a little too much maybe juice which is fine by me that's what we're here to do this story is amazing and uh that's why i'm talking about it tonight if you haven't heard about it stick around we're going to keep talking about this and more about the vatican archives and of course werewolves silver cryptids a cave full of bones dating back seven thousand years sometimes it's too wild truth is stranger than fiction this is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. Give us a call. We'll put you on the show and talk about all kinds of weird stuff. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Welcome back to Troubled Minds Radio. I am your host, Michael Strange, and we are streaming on Facebook, DLive, YouTube, and Periscope, and we're broadcasting live on the Fringe FM. Tonight, we're talking about a one-mile deep cave found in northern Saudi Arabia filled with hundreds of thousands of bones, animal bones, human bones, It dates back 7,000 years, and oddly enough, in 774 AD, there was a monster invasion in Assyria, the Assyrian Empire, of course, which is Jordan, Syria, southern Iraq, and northern Saudi Arabia, which is interesting because I'll tell you what, that cave is smack dab right in the spot, right in the hot spot of where that went down. And so, uh, like I said, it kind of got me excited tonight because I found I found some synchronicities. I found some weirdness that these stories kind of mesh. And now, not only that, right, it's, one's a brand new news article. It's like an actual legitimate archaeological find, zoological find. And so they claim that it uh, was uh, used for uh, approximately the past 7,000 years. Uh, by a striped hyena, okay, uh, which are native to the Middle East, okay, which, you know, fine, that's all fine and well, except again, back in this Assyrian monster invasion of uh, 774 AD, uh, they describe in this uh, this account that they were impervious to weapons, whatever these monsters were, they ate lots of people, and uh, they would steal children, men were afraid to fight them because, well, they couldn't kill them, uh, and they would uh, shred the men to pieces, 
uh, all kinds of badness going on in this story. And like I said, it is interesting that we're talking about the same region of the world within the roaming range of, well, a monster. <laughs> an actual monster but okay right so that's that's where we're at so far so good but check this out it gets deeper it gets deeper the actual chronicle of zuknin z-u-q-n-i-n like i said pardon my pronunciation i don't speak persian or arabic but the actual chronicles that this story exists in the original copies are in the vatican archive now, as Jennifer said when she called in earlier, and she was absolutely correct, a lot of the Vatican archive has actually been digitized. Well, let, let's say a, a lot. A lot doesn't mean most. So we can say a lot, all right? So we can say a lot. So let me check this out. I'm, I'm going to link this for you guys because you may not realize you can actually go straight to this website. I'm linking it in the chat. It is digi.vatlib.it. Like Digi Vat Lib Vatican Library V A T L I B dot I T dot Italian right Italy, so here we go. I'm linking this in the chat, and you guys can check this out. But uh, yes, the Vatican Archive itself has a lot of digitized files now. You know, I mean, it's, it's 2021 for crying out loud. Why not? Let's digitize some of the Vatican Archive. But what do you think is actually in there? That's where my my mind is wandering now. So we've we've linked the cave to the story. And now the cave is linked to the story of the monster invasion of 774 AD and the actual regular, or sorry, the original copy is housed in the Vatican archive. So tell me this, what do you think they're hiding? What do you think the Vatican is hiding? People have said all kinds of good stuff that uh, who knows what they're hiding. Knowledge is power. And of course, if they, they keep us out of it, then of course, right, they know, they know all the secrets of history, basically. And I've actually equated the Vatican Library itself, the Vatican Archives, uh, to a modern-day library of Alexandria. If you remember what that used to be in ancient days, people the world over talked about it because it was literally the largest and most comprehensive library in the entire world. And, right, it went back hundreds or thousands of years even, and sadly and grotesquely, it burned to the ground. And all of the knowledge with it. So here's where we're at. The modern day Library of Alexandria resides in Vatican City. Of course, well, you can't get access, can you? <laughs> like Jennifer said earlier, you, you need to be a scholar. You need to get special permissions. Uh, and when you go in, you, know, you need to know exactly what you're looking for. You're not allowed to browse. You're not allowed to go, let's see what's there. You have to have a very specific request. And not only that, you're only allowed to peruse three pages at, of at a time from your specific request. Now, what, again, right? Think about that. A library that people can only access in a tiny pieces. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that is? That's what we're talking about tonight. It's all over the place. If you want to talk about the cave and the bones, you want to talk about the Assyrian monster invasion of 774, if you want to talk about werewolves and silver, if you want to talk about the Vatican archive, you're in the right place because we've got it all tonight. Now, weirdly, weirdly, 
let's go to this. Like I said, right here, you're looking at the digital version, if you're watching on the stream, the digital version of the actual Vatican Library. Now, there's a couple of problems with this. First, it's mostly in Italian and Latin. All right. So if you don't speak Italian or Latin, you got problems. Right, you're not going to be able to uh, really get a lot out of this. You got to have go to painstaking uh, translation efforts and the rest of this, right? And not like you can slap it into Google Translate because it's digitized. It's not. Uh, it's not like a what? What do they call those when they you know uh, actually catalog the words inside in like a text file? It's not like that. These are like paintings, right? Anyway, look. Let's uh, let's click one of these just to, just to kind of look at this and see what's going on here. Selected manuscripts. Let's see. Let's go to this one. Let's go to this one. Let's see what they got. But this is what we're looking at, right? So you cannot easily get information off of this, is my point. So even if, let's say you speak Italian and you speak, uh, you speak Latin, still, you see, like a lot of this is very faded. There's a lot of these uh, old f uh, photographs that are very faded. And so it would take literally, like you, you could put a scholar in here and they could spend their entire life and still come away with not all the secrets. Like that's how much actual uh, knowledge they have in the Vatican library. Like I said, all the links are down below. If you guys are into this and you want to check some of these things out, this is exactly what it looks like. I'm going to go full screen just so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, but this is, uh, this is nuts, right? The Vatican library digitized. Okay. Now this is, like I said, this is neat. This is good stuff. I, I wish I read spoke Italian and, you know, uh, actually Latin and was able to read this stuff. So there's the first thing. But then the second thing is, well, if they've only digitized part of it, clearly they're keeping the good stuff, right? Because if they weren't, why would they only limit people to three pages at a time? Why, why would you have to make an appointment? Why are only some people granted access and other people aren't? There's a lot here, right? There's a lot here. All right. So now, to make sure we just go way, f like we're, we're halfway off the rails all night tonight, but let's make sure we just go fully and completely off the rails. And let's look at some of the speculations that abound on the internet about what may be in the Vatican archive itself. But of course, as you know, I'll burn through a bunch of this if uh, you guys would rather call because I'd rather talk to you and we'll, uh, we'll, we'll speculate on our own. Why are we going to listen to what somebody on the internet says when we can make up our own speculations? If you want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And uh, there we go. What's up, Night Stalker shows up. How you doing, my friend? He says half the Alexandria stuff was probably moved to the Vatican. And yeah, probably, right? That, that would be the logical place for it to go. Now, the Vatican stuff, there's, a, there's, a, there's some pretty dirty stories about the Vatican, um, as you can imagine, right? Like uh, tangled in with the Nazis and like all kinds of just really sick stuff. So... Uh, we will get to that in the third hour. So as you know, we're, uh, we do two hours on the fringe and then we do a third hour off, uh, on uh, Facebook, YouTube, D live and Periscope. So we will do a third hour where we get into some of that information about the Vatican library, about, uh, about some of the, the Nazi connections about, uh, yeah. So you may be surprised. You may be surprised. Maybe you won't, but you may be surprised, but okay. So, uh, so let's look, let's look, uh, what were we going to do here? We were going to look at, uh, oh, some of the speculations of, uh, the Vatican library. So there's, 
Here we go. This is from listfirst.com. And this is fantastic. As usual, like I said, I love these lists because you never know, right? It's just kind of people uh, doing some uh, some some de- decent research most times, writing these fantastic articles, and then uh, coming up with, uh, well, good ideas about what we're talking about tonight. And that includes, well, yeah, yeah, yeah here we go. This. So I'm going to burn through some of these. Like I said, I'd rather take your phone calls. If you want to chime in on what you think is actually hiding in the Vatican Library, uh, the Vatican Archive, I'd love to hear from you again. 702-957-1037. This show is about us talking with each other. Uh, it's not about listening to me. So uh, even though it seems counterintuitive, so please call if you have uh, ideas on this or you want to talk about, again, werewolves and silver. You want to talk about the Assyrian monster invasion of 774 AD. You want to talk about that cave full of bones that goes back 7,000 years. It's all on the table, and here we go. List verse, number one. Of course, they say religious artifacts, right? I'm going to just burn through some of this stuff because we're running out of time here. Uh, unsurprisingly, the Vatican has been rumored to have all sorts of religious artifacts. After all, it is the biggest bastion of Christianity in the world. And to top that, it is one of the oldest still existing institutions in the world, so it should come as no surprise that the Vatican has been rumored to have all sorts of artifacts with religious value. From the cross that Jesus Christ died on, to the Holy Grail, to the Ark of the Covenant, to Noah's Ark, pretty much every single major Christian artifact has been rumored to be stored somewhere within the Vatican's secret archive. However, it has also been rumored that less well-known and bizarre religious artifacts are hidden away there as well. Uh, so, of course, that would be, uh, let's see, some of some of the less weird ones are Jesus's foreskin, okay, gross, the actual non-degraded body of Christ, or even the crown of thorns Jesus wore during his crucifixion. So, there we go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. There's some weirdness here. But, okay, so, so uh, there's one. Uh, here we go. Number nine, the bones of St. Peter. Yep, in 1939, nine separate pieces of bone were found under St. Peter's Basilica, the largest church in the world and the center of the Vatican City State. Even more surprisingly, the bones have been said to have been found in an unassuming, humble shoebox. What in the world? Are you kidding me? In 2013, Pope Francis presented the bones to the public in a Sunday service before locking them away again. There we go. There's a, there's some speculations on what may exist inside the actual Vatican archive itself. Here we go. Number eight, secular historical proof of Jesus's existence or non-existence. Allegedly, somewhere deep within the Vatican secret archive, there is evidence of either Jesus's existence or lack thereof. Supposedly, inside the Vatican secret archive, there is a recorded version Uh, Sorry, recorded conversation between Emperor Nero of Rome and St. Paul the Disciple transcribed in some form. If this is true, then potentially, depending on the conversation's context... Uh, contents, it could theoretically either undeniably confirm the existence of Jesus as a historical person or disprove his entire existence and establish him as being entirely fictional. There we go. Good stuff. Number seven. Now, this is where it gets crazy. All right. You guys ready to get crazy? All right. We're still talking about the Vatican Archive. Rather hear from you, 702-957-1037. The Coronavisor. You, you guys ever heard this? The Coronavisor. Check this out. Described by Father Francois Brun in his 2002 book, La Nouveau Mystère du Vatican, like my French, the coronavisor is a device that is rumored to have been created and owned by the Vatican. The device was theoretically built by the world's greatest scientists in the 1950s. The project was theoretically funded by the Vatican for unspecified reasons. Check this out. The project, or sorry, the device is said to work like a pair of glasses. 
and were worn up against the face. It was theoretically able to view events from the past. It allegedly worked by processing electromagnetic radiation left over from past events and turning them into visual images and audio. Father Brune, Brune, I think Brune, claimed to have witnessed historical events such as the crucifixion of Christ and a performance of the lost tragedy, Theistes, I think is how you say that. In any case, what the heck is going on here, right? Is that true? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Like I said, if, if we're not completely off the rails at this point, we just went off the rails. We just went off the rails. All right. The Secret of Fatima. We've talked about this in one of our secret Patreon shows. And yeah, that's right. There is a secret Troubled Minds archive. And if you want access to that, yeah, join the Patreon. Patreon.com. Actually, I'm going to put it up. Look, look, I'm prepared. Watch this. Patreon right there, right above my head on the stream. If you want to go check out our story about the the uh, the actual story of Fatima, Fatima in uh, Portugal. But anyway, in the small Portuguese city of Fatima, the three Fa- I think it's Fat- Fatima. I think it's how you're supposed to say it because th- it's Portuguese. Three young shepherd children supposedly saw numerous visions from the Virgin Mary. This supposedly culminated in a mass miracle involving the sun. In the first secret, the children allegedly saw the fires of hell filled with hideous demons and the suffering souls of the damned. In the second vision, they saw what World War I would, uh, that, that it would end soon. But the Second World War would start almost immediately afterwards if the Pope didn't consecrate Russia in the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Now this is where it gets super weird. The third secret, however... The third secret of Fatima, F-A-T-I-M-A, is Fatima, I think is how you say it, is the third secret, uh, the third, yeah, the third secret was kept a secret until the year 2000, where it revealed to supposedly be about the persecution of Christians in the 20th century and the assassination attempt on Pope John Paul II, if you guys remember that back in the 80s, he got shot in St. Peter's Square. Uh, so, however, some people are convinced that the third secret made public was not the same as the one revealed to the children in Portugal that one fateful day. Whatever the case may be, if the secret revealed was a fabrication, it is possible that the real secret is hidden somewhere within the Vatican's archive. Yeah, all right. All right. You guys having a good time? Yeah. Are you not entertained? All right. Look, this is the crazy part, right? I'm looking to hear from you. What do you think about this? We started with a cave full of bones. We went to werewolves and the Assyrian monster invasion of 774 AD. The, the, the cave of bones and, the, and this thing happened in the same region, literally within ranging distance of a monster or a, a, a werewolf or a, a, a striped hyena, as they've said. Then the actual story itself from the Assyrian monster invasion is housed in the Vatican archive. You see, we're kind of all over the place tonight, but we continue. What else may be inside the Vatican archive? Yeah, they say, actually, rather hear from you. Before we uh, burn through a few more of these, if you want to be part of the show tonight, 702-957-1037. That's 702-957-1037. And uh, we'll put you on the show. What do you think about this? The story? What do you think about the werewolf stuff? What do you think about the cave full of bones? What do you think about the Vatican archive? What's going on with all this stuff? You see, right? I'm breathless trying to get through this because there's so much. But like I said, we have a third hour coming. So if you're into that, that will be on YouTube and all the rest of that stuff. But uh, what do you think? What do you think about these things? And yes, you know, Night Stalker knows what I'm talking about. The Coronavisor. <laughs> yes. Looking back into time. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay. 
Let's see. Could you post that phone number? You rattled it off too fast. I have been told I speak exceptionally quickly. 702-957-1037. It's right there on the stream. You can't miss it. Troubledminds.org is the official website. You can find the phone number and the Discord link right there. So you never have to go and, uh, and uh, wait for me to read it off super fast. It's right there on the website. Here we go. Some people have speculated the Catholic Church is a demonic institution. Still, some take it a step further and claim that Satan himself is being held within the Vatican's secret archive. Like I said, you want to go way off the rails? We're doing it tonight. Number four from this list, The Grand Grimoire. Yep. It's an alleged medieval book that is believed to possess immense powers. It is written in the 16th century by Honorius of Thebes, who claimed to be possessed by the devil himself. In the book, it has instructions on how to make magic talismans and amulets, how to make magic spells, and even how to summon demons. However, most alarmingly, it even offers instructions as to how to summon the devil himself and to make a deal with him. Mm-mm-mm. Yep. Three, paintings of the real Jesus. Unlike what is taught in Sunday school, Jesus was a Hebrew who lived in the mountainous regions of northern Israel. Therefore, he almost certainly would have looked more Middle Eastern than what is often portrayed. As a result, the real historical Jesus would have looked nothing like what is portrayed in uh, popular culture. However, some people believe that the Vatican has at least one contemporary depiction of Jesus' actual appearance. Mm, 702-957-1037. What do you think is in the Vatican Archive? What do you think about the story tonight? Are you having a good time? There we go. There's a couple more. There's a couple more we'll get to and uh, as we continue, but I'd rather take your phone calls and which is what we're about to do. 702-957-1037, troubledminds.org, and uh, there we are. Let's go to, uh, I'm not sure who this is, but we'll find out. We'll find out. Welcome to Troubled Minds. What's your first name and where are you calling from? I'm uh, Bill, and I'm calling from Washington State. Uh, what was your first name again? Phil. 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 P H I L. Phil, welcome to the show. How, how are you, my friend? I am most excellent, sir. Right on. Go right ahead. So, what do you think uh, about this crazy yeah. stuff? So, you were talking about uh, silver, the silver to kill the werewolves? Yes, sir. And um, yeah, silver is a powerful, a magical thing, yeah, uh, a metal. And it's um, also used by the elves. Their swords were silver. Hello? I'm here. Elves, their swords were silver. I'm listening to you. Can you hear me? Hold on here. Yeah, you got to set it down there. Okay. (laughs) I'm just hearing your voice. Okay. Uh, Yeah, so silver uh, is the uh, metal of choice for the elves. And uh, as to werewolves, uh, there's, uh, well, there's a lot of history, right? I mean, there's a lot of history to that. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, so I'm I'm not going to dispute it. I mean, I don't have any evidence for it. You know, it's not like I got, oh, yeah, I got some werewolf bones or something like that. No. But they can be killed. That's the thing. They can be killed. It just depends on when or where. And if you're, you know, silver-coated bullets, 
you're going to have a better chance of. But I would say that a lot of the cases that uh, where they uh, were attacked after shooting at them is that they probably missed. I mean, it wasn't like the 1774, you said? 774 uh, AD, the, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, so, well, in the 1770s, whatever. So, I mean, the weapons weren't that accurate even. I mean, they, I don't think they had rifling in them at that point. No, definitely you know, not. Or they were just getting it. So, I mean, they could just have been easily missing them. And, uh, you know, you shoot at a uh, cornered animal, it's going to attack you. <laughs> I mean, it's, gonna, it's not going to give you a second chance. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. So they said they were hunting in packs. They were stealing children. They weren't afraid of men, mankind. None of their weapons had any effect. So presumably they had crossbows, probably regular bow and arrows. So they're saying those didn't work. So uh, there's a little more to it. But so what do you think, though? We're running out of time here. So we, we got we to gotta cut to the chase. Here's the thing, though. If you, if you, uh, you want to hang on at the, as, as we finish the top of the hour, I'm not trying to run you off. We got plenty of time for you. But uh, let's uh, let's get your idea on what this what this was this monster invasion of 774. Do you think it was hyenas or wolves or something, or do you think it was uh, something a little more paranormal than that? Well, um, I mean, this could be a lot of things, right? So it could be the the mythology of the werewolf, where you you know uh, some creature back in the way back in time bit somebody, and you know it just it's carried that species on. But I have an alternative view that it could be the canines uh, that are associated with the Draco uh, in the Orion Wars. And um, there's been, um, on uh, Gaia TV, they've had uh, a guy on there that talked about these uh, kind of man-wolf um, creatures. Okay. Okay, so you think it's so it think it's possible it's related there? Yeah, okay, I'm down with that. I got you. So, so uh, Phil, you're the best man. Thanks for the call. We're we're gonna finish this show right now, but we're going to a third hour. Do you want to hang on and talk about this for a little more? You have to wait for a couple minutes. Sure, no, I'll, I'll hang on. Okay, so we'll put you on hold. We'll, we'll be right back with you, Phil. Thanks for the call. Hang tight. We'll be right back with you. All right, so as we finish, right, we're all over the place tonight. But that's re- really what this show's about. We're not going to be constrained to just one thing. We talk far-ranging, and uh, hopefully you had a good time tonight. Hopefully you learned something tonight, even if it was a little uh, strange and esoteric and kind of out there. That's what we do here. We talk about, uh, we drink the maybe juice, and uh, we uh, that's what we do. So if you love the show, please spread the word. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Thank Thanks for listening. For more Troubled Minds to yours, have a great night. Hang tight, Phil. I'll be right with you. Stay tuned for Joe Roop Lighting the Void. If you're listening on the Fringe FM, if you're listening anywhere else, stay tuned for a third hour of Troubled Minds.
All right, guys, we are off the fringe, and we got one more hour coming up of Troubled Minds. So, if, uh, like I said, if you're super into this, then uh, I'm super into you. Let's do this. Uh, so we got we got Phil on the phone, so we're going to take a quick two-minute break just to kind of split up the two segments here, the, the uh, on the radio and off the radio. So hang tight, Phil. Two minutes, we'll be right with you. And uh, we're still taking your phone call, guys. What do you think about this stuff? What do you think about um, the Vatican archives? What do you think about this uh, uh, Syrian monster invasion of 774? What do you think about werewolves? and silver and uh like as you can see we're, we're kind of ranging all over the place and uh that's how we do it that's how this show works so here we go so i'm going to play a little bit of music uh hang tight phil we'll be right back with you we're going to take a quick two minute break i'm going to go let the dog out and we're going to keep on trucking who let the dogs out well the dog anyway singular i did i did here we go all right two minute break don't go anywhere more troubled minds the third hour coming up be right back hang tight phil be right with you my friend All right, welcome back to Troubled Minds Radio, and uh, we got Phil on the line, so we're going to go straight to Phil. Thanks you for being patient, my friend. Uh, welcome back to the show. You bet, you bet man. Uh, all right. Man, all right. I, I would like to talk about that Vatican, too, if you don't mind. Sure, we got plenty of time, plenty of time. Go right ahead. So did you want to finish your point about silver and werewolves before we go to the Vatican? Well, um, I mean, the only thing I can say about it, it is uh, long been held as a, a weapon against um, well, I know the the association of silver with the elves, like I said, the elves, and the and I also was thinking about this this attack form. Uh, it sounded similar to Sasquatch, right? Bigfoot. I mean, he's there's been cases of that, and, you know, firing at, at Bigfoot and seeming the bullet went right through him. If as these creatures can phase shift, I mean that. That puts them in a whole different realm of, uh, you know, trouble right there. Because, I mean, they can go from 3D to 4D and come back, you know. So you're going to have a hard time killing them for sure. Because you're going to have to catch them right when they're, you know, in probably right when they're going for your throat. (laughs) Exactly. You know what's a little bit weird, too, about that specifically? It reminds me of the, uh, what you call it, the... um uh, Skinwalker Ranch. They have those ghost wolves that they shot. They shot them point blank range with a shotgun, and it had no effect whatsoever. So interesting. Maybe that different type of parallel there with your your phase shifting theory. Good stuff, my man. But uh, okay. So what about what about the Vatican? What do you think is going on with the Vatican archive? Okay. So a couple of things about the Vatican. One thing: uh, the burning of Alexandria. Uh, that was the Vatican, or that was the Roman Catholic Empire. Let's put it that way. Uh, or the Roman Empire. I don't know which. I'm, I'm not too solid on the history right there, but I do know that they were responsible. But what I've heard is that they took out all the good stuff, and what they burned were the tax records and stuff like that that were in the Alexandria Library. So they actually have, the theory is, and some people have a whistle blown on them, uh, they have everything in there they've got the uh the uh, library of alexandria all the good stuff they've got uh sacred geometry they've got uh ufo material they've got ufo the alien stuff i'm pretty sure i've heard that they've got about everything and they and they work with the cia and those people and 
exchange information at times. Exactly. Yeah. And so you, you would expect, right, some, some of the most salacious stuff in human history that they would have, they would know. And like you said, uh, some, of, some of the speculations is wild way out there, like, uh, you know, the, maybe the original spell book from King Solomon himself as he summoned demons to build the, the first temple, right? Things like this. Like those are the types of things that are rumored right. to have in these types of archives. And, and you know, and uh, we said uh, previously in that well, list... Yeah. Are they able, do they have the actual tome, the actual spell itself to summon the, and make a deal with the devil himself? That type of stuff, right? Who knows, right? Who knows what kind of spell casting <laughs> paraphernalia they have in that joint, man? Well, I tell I you mean, what. Yeah, and there, and there, I mean, there's been oftentimes when they would, uh, they'd have what they would call a, a warlock, or this would be like a priest that was studied in the black arts, and he would try to infiltrate a, a witch's coven of a group of women maybe that were uh, uh, doing healings and midwives and whatnot. And he'd come in there and impress them with his magic works and uh, basically, you know, wrap them all out and they would uh, take all of their, their spell books and all that and, you know, bury them away into the archives. I mean, Exactly. For, for thousands of years even, right? Like, like there's an unbelievable amount of things that, uh, like uh, Night Stalker said there, he said probably uh, some of the, what, what, what the remnant was left of the Library of Alexandria probably ended up, like you suggested, in the Vatican itself. If it all didn't burn down, it, they probably took it and right, kept it safe for, well, you know, quote, safe, safe from us, safe from prying eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, uh, we could hope that they... Uh took care of it properly. Um, but I mean, you know, they've been collecting that stuff, like you said, for thousands of years. I mean, we're, we're talking, uh, you know, uh, 400 AD, something like that. When Constantine came up with the council of Nicaea and took out all the books out of the Bible. And, uh, so, I mean, this whole, whole thing has been, I mean, they monkeyed with everything. You know, they, they've got their little hands on into everything, and um, yeah, totally. You get into the old problem with kids and all that stuff with the priest. I mean, yeah, just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Have, no. that's, that goes without saying. That's uh, that's that's modern with the Catholic. Yeah. Catholic Church uh, hierarchy. <laughs> right, exactly. You know what's you know what's crazy too. Thinking about it, so we have we have clearly just like the Bible is. They say that it's probably been uh, in its unaltered form, very close anyway for probably like you know fifteen hundred, eighteen hundred years, something like that. Uh, so you got to imagine like with the Dead Sea Scrolls and the Gnostics and things like this. What other kind of like banned from the Bible type stuff do you think they have? Like you said, the Council of Nicaea. What if they have like some holy smackerel stuff that's just like not even close to uh, making the cut? And that, you know, like uh, imagine like the most salacious Bible stuff that got cut out. I'll bet you there's an amazing group of stuff there. Huh? Well, well, yeah, no, I can tell you one book that they cut out was Enoch. Yeah, for and sure. Talked about the Nephilim and for all sure. of that. So. And then there's uh, the book of Mary Magdalene, uh, the book of Philip, uh, all the Nag Hammadi texts, all those were taken out. Yep. So, I mean, a lot of the new Bible, um, the New Testament is, I mean, there were somewhere in the realm of about 100 different books 
and we were, we're whittled down to 60. So they took out 40 different books out of the, the whole tome of the Torah and, and the New Testament. Exactly. Uh, so, so the, but those yeah. are the ones we know about. Imagine the ones that like never caught wind in any kind of historical context. Imagine like some really out there stuff. What about like the book of whatever gospel that was talking about aliens or something like that, like direct aliens or something like that, right? You know, it, it, it's it's possible, right? right? right. Crazy yeah, I stuff. Mean, I mean, who knows whether the the book, any of the books that they did keep are actually the book of that, you know, I think they rewrote most of this. I mean, they certainly rewrote it so that it would fit within uh, what their dominant uh, religion of the time of Constantine was Mithraism. So that's why uh, they put uh, Jesus's... So they've done a lot of things to hide the actual birth and uh, life of uh, Yeshua. Than Joseph, right, or right, right. Jesus is the the Greek term for him, right? Exactly. Uh, I've talked to the dude; he likes Yeshua better than Jesus. I'm just going to tell you. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. I uh, I I I, uh, I prefer my birth name as well. <laughs> uh, All right, Phil, you're amazing, my friend. First time caller, right? Where'd you find us? Um, actually, I found you uh, off of uh, Facebook, and I went to the friends. And then I saw, oh, you got a YouTube, and I came over here, and fortunately I got the, the number off the of YouTube, and thank you very much for doing that. Nice, uh, nice. I appreciate this. Yeah, I appreciate that you appreciate it, and thank you for uh, calling in. Like I said, the whole reason for doing this show is to hear what people think. And uh, you, uh, you, fantastic. For first time you found us, you called in. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to ask you, and I mean this, please call in more. Because uh, I always say that to people and they're like, well, I call in a lot. You know, it gets to be too much every... No. If you like the conversation, call me every day, man. You're, you're totally good. You're welcome here anytime, okay? Okay. All right. I will come in and I will try to be uh, polite and not get your channel and burn because I've already burned my own. So <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. Be very that. careful. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you for being respectful of the technocrat, uh, well, lawlessness as it is. <laughs> well, I'm not, I'm not respectful of them. No, don't get right. me wrong. Right, right. I, I got know you. know what they're like and I'm not going to try to burn somebody else out. <laughs> I understand. I understand. And I, I thank you for that. Uh, yeah, so no, yeah. We're in a we're in an age where we have to talk around the truth sometimes. Exactly. When you're doing out there on the fringe, you can kind of talk more freely. Man, if you try to talk about anything that's got anything to do with medical, man, they'll burn you. Yep, exactly right. You notice you notice we we dodge that as much as possible. Uh, thanks again. Anything else while we got you on the phone tonight? Um. Well. Um. Just that. Um. You know. I think we're we're winning. Uh, that um, we're going to get rid of the Draco and the Greys, um, and that the Galactic Federation will become part of the Galactic Federation. So, I think we're uh, we're on the road to recovery. But um, you know, I can't say for sure because this gonna, is just what I'm getting from above. 
I'm so, with you. I'm crossing uh, my I'm fingers. Not any evidence yet? And we're we're hopeful of that with you. Uh, we're we're positive here, looking for looking for a positive future. We are not doom and gloom fear mongers. So I appreciate you being positive as well. Thank you, Phil. I look forward to hearing from you in the future. Okay. All right. You take care, man. Thanks a lot, brother. You too. Have Much a great love, night. Bro. You too. You too. There you go. Look at that. Look at that. Find us on Facebook, pick up the phone and dial, and uh, get in here. It's as simple as that. Thank you, Phil. Fantastic, right? First-time callers uh, means the means the family is growing, means that we're getting more and more folks that are, uh, well, you know, uh, interested in this type of conversation. And like I said, it's it's nonlinear. If you want to take this anywhere you want to take this, open-ended, nonlinear, like I said, what, what are we on to tonight? Werewolves and Silver. We're on to the Vatican Archive. We're talking about the Coronavisor. We're talking about, yeah, a, an actual Syrian monster evasion, invasion in 774 AD. Like we're talking about an unbelievable amount of things all in one conversation because it all seems to mesh, does it not? You like that? Like I said, we started a cave full of bones and we ended up with the Vatican Archive and what crazy stuff might actually be there. <laughs> Still taking your phone calls if you want to be part of the show. 702-957-1037. Let's go to Derek in Massachusetts. I'll give him a sec to unmute and uh, let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. The Night Stalker. What's up, my man? Derek in Massachusetts. What's up? You are on a troubled minds. How are you tonight? Nope. Nope. There we go. There we go. We got it all fixed up. How are you, sir? Can you hear me? Loud and clear going on brother great show tonight thank you thank you i enjoyed it uh, i i think uh that the, the gauge of my some of them i hate right we get like two-thirds in i'm like ah oh, this sucks but if i'm having a good time into the third hour it better be a damn good show <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah thank i you. was uh i was napping unfortunately for the beginning of it so oh, i, missed it. I would have uh, called on earlier not right on you but, missed uh, a classic you missed a classic but but go ahead. i'm, <laughs> I'm sure you caught a bunch I'll, of stuff at the end here uh so yeah, what's on I'll your check mind? in the archives for sure appreciate it um yeah, uh, Phil mentioned a bunch of the stuff. Um, I'm not really sure what I think is down there, but I think it'd be cool if they have like every secret down there. Like, th- this should be a show. They should make some kind of Vatican secret, Vatican underground archive show where like is a different, different like adventure every week, some kind of Indiana Jones type thing. So for starters, like I definitely think they have giant bones, and uh, Phil mentioned the uh, Book of Enoch, and I think there's a uh, a lot of theories that that. The you know, Smithsonian is covering up all the uh, giant bone discoveries, and then they're sending it off over to uh, over to the Vatican. You know, and um, people people will be like, why why would why would the Vatican care about giant bones? Like, why do they care about all this stuff? Like, they don't care about evolution or Charles Darwin and that kind of stuff. But I don't, there's a lot of giants in the Bible, so any kind of that biblical tangential knowledge um, would go would go there, uh, and obviously all like the biblical type stuff all the uh, spooky stuff that's that's in the bible but you mentioned uh like grimoires and stuff so i wonder if any kind of uh lovecraftian stuff's over there like the necronomicon or any kind of like ancient lost remnants of like cthulhu cults or like actual bodies of 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 titans and stuff you know what i mean of lovecraftian old ones like like giant bones to the 10th degree you know what i mean yeah you would expect right like like that's uh, that's really part of the creepiness of what they're they're covering up like like it is it is a cover-up like you can't get in there yeah and so you literally are going back to probably the the most like oldest and sacred books in humanity i mean exactly i'm with you man like like maybe they've got like the actual like 
spell books to summon those portals and bring in Cthulhu himself. You know? Exactly, exactly. Right? Like, I think they definitely do. Yeah. Right? That wouldn't surprise me at all. Like that type of yeah. stuff, right? You're, like it seems wild when you say it, right? But like think about it. If anybody could do it and that knowledge still exists somewhere, I would guess that the, the Vatican probably has a, has a stranglehold on that stuff. And not only that, it's probably hidden in its own sub-vault of vaults, like underground below the vault. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, like exactly. Yeah. Like, like, the, uh, like the fact that we know about that, that there is a secret uh, underground archive, like there's different links to say there's it's like 56 miles worth of secret books or whatever. The fact that that's almost common knowledge makes me think that they have way more than that. You know, like that's like the, that's like the top secret level. But then there's like the Q, uh, the Q clearance level top secret stuff, where it's like the underground tunnel below the underground tunnel, you know? Exactly. Uh, like, what if, like, what if, what if they built the Vatican on top of something like physical? Like, what if they have some kind of earth secret? Like, what if they're built on top of like a hollow earth entrance, something like that? Or like an actual Stargate? Um, there's like a lot of talk of like the whole Iraq war was because they have a, a, star, like a physical Stargate um, there. So, what if like. The Vatican is the same way, or what if they just like found one and moved one over there? You know, um, like the next Stargate spinoff should be uh, SG Vatican, something like that. <laughs> SGV, totally, yeah. totally. Uh, which, which again, right? If so, so they said that 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 Stargate you you referenced in Iraq was actually from ancient Babylonia, and so that in particular uh, is that uh, you know that they if if that knowledge exists. Well, where would they move it? I like the way you think. Exactly. Maybe it is there. Maybe exactly. it is in the archive itself. Yeah, yeah. And you were um, you, you you were talking about like the earliest books, and that made me think of like I don't know where this reference is coming from, but like the idea of like a book where you can like open it up and it's like blank, but then it gives you the answers. And I, I can't put the word to like what that's called, but like a myth a mythological book that's like doesn't have any writing in it, but you but you open it and it tells you whatever you want. I mean, like, what if that's the whole library? What if the library is some, like, metaphysical thing that they have? Like, what if they have, like, some kind of tangible link to, like, the Akashic record? You know what I mean? That's, that's what I was going to say. There's your, there's your link right there is the Akashic record. So a blank book with all the answers. You just open it up. You think, you think <laughs> yeah. the question and the question, the, the answer pops into your brain. Yeah. And, and yeah. again, again, I'm, I'm willing to do all that. It reminds me a little bit of D&D, the bag of holding. You ever play Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> no, no, I want to. I want to. Yeah, they, yeah, they had, a, they had a, a bag of holding that's like a regular, like a little sack. But it's uh, it's kind of like a portal, so you can like dump things into this sack and kind of sat, you know like tie it up. But it's like you're carrying like an elephant in there, same sort of thing. <laughs> exactly, <right? laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like, like, what if they have some kind of like Matrix white room? Like Lily posted the the Matrix gif uh, in the Fringe Discord of like uh, when he takes Morpheus or when uh, Morpheus takes Neo to like the white room or whatever and gets all the uh, guns and everything. Like, what if that's what it's like? What if they? What if the Pope or whoever goes down into this like white room? And like presses, presses the button, and all of a sudden, like he's teleported, or like all the information he's looking for rushes in, or what if all of a sudden, like it's kind of like a chrono visor type thing, where instead of like seeing the past or like the crucifixion or whatever, this white room transports him to the event. You know, what if he presses the button, and all of a sudden he's in the Jurassic era, looking at dinosaurs and stuff. Right now, we're pre- we're pretty much just writing sci-fi. This is no basis in reality at all, but. 
fun, fun to me. Yeah, yeah, no, again, yeah, you know, you know, we're, we're, we're okay drinking the maybe juice and going there. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, it's, it's part of the conversation, right? Like, like, I mean, think about it though. Like we, we have like an actual historical basis for a monster invasion. And then we have like an actual historical modern day link to possibly that incident. I mean, ancient exactly. astronaut theorists say yes. I don't know if you caught the part of the show, but, but I mean, I mean, shit. If we get that far, let, let's uh, let's go to bags of holding in the Akashic record. Why? Why the hell not, yeah, man? Yeah, why, why exactly. Hell not? Yeah. So, and, uh, so, so this, do you this, think? Uh, so, go ahead. Go ahead. Huh? No, go ahead. This is a weird, weird uh, Vatican Pope link that I'm that I'm reminded of. But uh, last year, like 2019 range, um, the Pope got in trouble for. Uh, he funded two movies secretly. Like he put up Vatican funds, like forty-four million dollars of the Vatican money to fund two Hollywood movies. And this is like during the middle of a controversy where people were saying he's spending too much of the Vatican's funds on like frivolous things or whatever. And the movies he he, he funded were the Elton John movie Rocket Man, and then uh, Men in Black International, the one with uh, Chris Hemsworth. In Seriously? It. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he fun- this is a true thing. I can post a link in the chat after I after I get the phone. But he funded an alien movie. The Pope funded a movie about aliens and like a secret alien organization that like is underneath the is underneath the, the working in the shadows, you know. So what if they have that? Like I'm visualizing, like I'm visualizing this like Vatican TV show idea, where like you have this one section um, where it's like all the Stargate stuff, and you have like the the, the SVG people, like those troops or whatever. And another section you have the ones dealing with like the giant monsters and stuff. Because like if you go into the Vatican like a throne room or i guess whatever it's called and you look at like where he sits and stuff i'm not sure if it's like the official one or if it's just one of the one of the churches in the vatican but it looks like there's a giant snake behind him I'm not, yeah. and i'll post that picture yep and it's like exactly the hordes of de- yeah yeah and the hordes of demons are like erupting from like behind him and behind the whole the throne behind the throne <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's crazy yeah yeah the whole the whole like actual building or like ceiling looks like it's like reptilian eyes or whatever. Yeah. So I don't know. So like, what if this one section where it's all alien stuff, they got all kinds of crafts or, um, it's kind of a spoiler, not really a spoiler for, um, the Marvel what if show that like came out, um, last night was the second episode. And there's one scene, not really a spoiler where they have, uh, the collector, which is like this cosmic being. He's like a Thanos level cosmic, um, celestial being who just like collects weird objects from around, the, the universe and a lot of it's like people like different types of organisms or whatever but also different weapons and different crafts and that kind of stuff and that's pretty much what i'm imagining just like any type of fringy weird thing um is just down there you know different levels like an elevator with different uh different buttons you can press you know yeah yeah and think so think of it too like in in spellcraft right like like we've got you know there's they say there's dangerous tomes out there and things like this right uh, don't don't mention the name of the demon don't invoke the names right things like this but but imagine like holy shit the amount of like 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 unbelievable like spell casting stuff i mean yeah. holy smackerel man like like and that's that's the frightening part right so if they literally have stuff down there where you could right you, like like cern is nothing if you got a spell exactly. button, you're like ah oh, what's up cthulhu yeah. let's have lunch <laughs> like that's nuts yeah. it's nuts man uh, yeah and thinking about it like 
it is its own rabbit hole all by itself because even even just like um, if it's not you know magical knowledge or things like this right or you know um, again like a cover up of like maybe this werewolf invasion I'm going to call it because why not we're drinking the maybe juice tonight but but if it's a cover up of something like that where it's like a historical WTF fine but then again once you start getting into some like magical things man. Ooh, ooh, I tell you, what, man. Like, I, I, I don't even think my imagination is, is enough uh, to cover probably the things they have there, right? It's, it gets wild. Except, well, here's one wild imagination one. Well, first, did you see, uh, you watched Lovecraft Country, right? The first few episodes, at least of it? I, I did, yep. Um, do you know, um, like that cult, like the, the Order of the Ancient Dawn or whatever? It's like it's like kind of like a play on the, of the Order of the Golden Dawn with that cult that's trying to open open the portal to like release these old ones to like create, like to create this paradise or whatever on earth or whatever they're trying to do yep and they have this like machine like they have those uh i forget the term but it's like um it's like a celestial like terrarium kind of where all these different globes and all the different um celestial objects are kind of going around and it map- maps their like trajectory and stuff and where they all kind of align up together is like when the rituals happen and that kind of stuff and that's what I'm visual visualizing beneath the Vatican is just this giant like celestial terrarium over like uh this like I don't know where where they see all the alignments and they can kind of like access these different these different realms through the different doors they have the maps pretty much like half the questions we have for all these weird stuff is we don't have the maps we don't have the maps to the astral plane the dream realm the psychedelic realms we don't have the maps to other dimensions we don't have the maps to anything in space what if it's all there what if they got all of it you know like every question that there's no way we have these questions and then people like us haven't had these questions forever throughout history especially when there's like no tv and other stuff distracting them from from thinking about this stuff so if if these questions are constantly being sought out I just think the Vatican's job is just to to find who's answering them and steal it all, you know. And they just got it all, like for throughout history, starting with Library of Alexandria and stuff, you know. They got it all. But as far as like what weird sci-fi thing could we possibly think of? What if what if we're living in a simulation and they got like the main hub, the main computer, like the thing that's powering the simulation is beneath the Vatican? You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. The the actual <laughs> supercomputer that's running the simulation is yeah. <laughs> I love it. Exactly. I love it. Why not? I mean, why the hell not, man? Why not? If it's going to be anywhere, right? I mean, why the hell not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, like I said, uh, fantastic stuff. You are always on the ball with this and uh I love when you call because exactly, like you're you're barking up the right tree and you're in the right place with these <laughs> conversations. But uh I don't know, let's say let's say you had your your dream pick of uh, what yeah. actually exists there. Like you're literally like whatever you imagine right now is what they actually have. What would be your one pick of like, a, well, the Vatican has this and it's real. <laughs> the, the thing I'm most confident that they have, like if I was to put money down and, and say they definitely have this, it's giant bones. Like I think giant bones, it's like borderline almost accepted science to like, I think, no, maybe not our grandkids, but my like great grandkids might learn about giants in school. It's like that close to being like accepted history. So I think that they have that for sure. But what would I selfishly want to exist is the Stargate thing. Like, I just think the Stargate idea is <laughs> really is really really cool. Um, but also, what if it's like 
what if it's not a Stargate machine the way it looks like in the show, um, which I've just dove into for the first time? Um, but what if it's like kind of a Hollow Earth type 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 door, like um, kind of like Godzilla vs Kong when they go into the Hollow Earth, but they get, had to get through that like gravitational flux. Like a lot, like a lot of cool Hollow Earth theories is that you're not actually going in to this like giant um, empty cavity inside the actual Earth body. But these caves lead to like quantum tunnels or like Rosen bridges that the ancients might think they're just walking through a cave and then they end up somewhere else. But in reality, there's like some kind of doorway in the cave. Like, what if? So, what if they have kind of some kind of Stargate Hollow Earth type entrance where they get to where they, they can get to something, get to somewhere? Like they press the press a certain elevator and they get out, and in front of them is this giant glowing door where they can access and go potentially maybe anywhere they want. I don't know. That'd be the coolest thing, probably. Okay. It's like a access to the international or the intergalactic superhighway that might exist. <laughs> yeah. And and since since we're dreaming, we we may as well start it in Agartha. <laughs> the, the door exactly, exactly. Agartha. <laughs> yeah, man, amazing, amazing stuff. You don't have to go anywhere. You're welcome to stay as long as you want. But uh, I don't know if you caught uh, the the cryptid invasion there, the the monster invasion. Oh, I missed that part. I missed that, that part. part. Can, can, can you explain that real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me catch you up. All right. So we started we started tonight. It's a good actually good to recap because uh, again, you know, radio people kind of come and go. So we started here. There's this article that came out sciencealert.com today. Giant layer of bones including human bones discovered in gruesome Saudi Arabian cave. All right. Now so I, so the reason this piqued my interest, this is uh, from August 16th, 2021. This is brand new. They just found this out. The cave goes a mile deep. It has hundreds of thousands of bones, including human bones. All right. And so I was like, wait a minute. And it's in northern Saudi Arabia. And I, I was like, okay, now, now, wait, wait, wait. Because a couple of years ago, I did a show on this. And I'll read it to you real fast. The Assyrian monster invasion in AD 774, uh, which of course was uh, spanning portions of present day Jordan, Syria, and Iraq, which are just north of where this cave was found in northern Saudi Arabia, all right? This AD 774, they suffered a frightening invasion of man-eating creatures as yet unidentified. The, the events were recorded by Daenerys of Telmari, a leader of the Syrian Jacobites, in his chronicles. Before, I'm going to just burn through this so you, you're caught up. Before yeah. the reign of Leo, Emperor Leo IV, there raged a plague that was followed by the appearance of frightening and terrifying animals who feared nothing and no one. They fled from no man and indeed killed many people. A very little were they like wolves but their face was small and long and they had great ears. The skin on their spines resembled that of a pig. These mysterious animals committed <laughs> great ravages on the people of the Abdin Rock region near Hoh. In some villages, they devoured more than 100 people, and in many others, 20 to 40 or 50 people. Nothing could be done to them because they were fearless of man. If a man did pursue them, in no ways did the monsters become scared or flee. Instead, they turned on the man. If men lost their weapons on a monster, it leaped on the men and tore them to bits. These monsters entered houses and yards and seized and kidnapped children and left, no one daring to offer resistance. They climbed in the night onto terraces, stole children from their beds, and went off without opposition. When they appeared, dogs were afraid to bark. For these reasons, wow. the country suffered a more terrible experience than it had ever known. Two or three men were frightened to move around together. 
Cattle disappeared from the field because all the livestock had been devoured by these dreadful monsters. Indeed, when one of these creatures attacked a herd of goats or a flock of sheep, they took away several at a time. Now, that's that's the story. Now, no, now again, <laughs> now, the link back to the Vatican Archive is, this was written in uh, four volumes called The Chronicles of Zuknin, Z-U-Q-N-I-N. And the originals, guess where they're at? In the Vatican Archive. That's right. Well, uh, That's how we got okay, so, talking about this today. <laughs> so, so I got a, well, um, I got a couple of thoughts on that. First, um, that could be like some kind of tale of like encountering another human species. Like at one point, there was most likely like um, Cro-Magnons, Neanderthals, uh, Denisovans, plus like maybe a lot of weird stuff. And that like it's and so maybe that was like chronicling some kind of encounter with them which is like the least boring version of it or like the most boring version of it but i think uh that location like jordan iraq and stuff um iraq is we mentioned already the stargate but that like world grid that i talk about this one where like you can put in like the path of the sun and the meridians and the river deltas which you can actually make a grid that shows up on google earth using those things the the person who found it that's just like this random youtuber uh, like a bunch of years ago um, was looking for the axis Mundi, which is like the point where all these lines intersect, where that would be on the planet, and that was in Jordan. So the idea that like potentially, what if like something? What if they opened a door and something like erupted from the gates of hell or from this portal, um, and, and created these uh these monsters? Or what if the monsters themselves escaped? It sounds like again like Lovecraft Country, those like grayish like pig dog beasts with like no eyes that have like you know that have that like pig like gray pig skin kind of that they, that they talk about exactly you know so like, yeah, yeah 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 and so so okay so in this cave with all the bones now the craziest part about this story is that they say that it's a uh, the striped hyena all right that's who that's yeah. who's been doing this seven thousand years of bones hundreds of thousands of bones human bones all kinds of different bones the, the cave is a mile deep they say it's you know from the striped hyena but hold on now, right? So if we're talking about literally the exact same area and this whatever monster invasion, and I like the way you're thinking here, maybe, right, it was some sort of something where they opened, I don't know, they read yeah. the wrong spell. They're like, oh, oops. Exactly. No, no, not that one, not that one. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And then yeah. out, out comes the hounds of hell, right? And, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, so so who knows, right? Maybe, maybe they were banished back and that's why they disappeared, but... If you look at this cave with all these bones, again, it's within ranging of like a, a, a standard hyena. But here's the craziest part. A hyena is actually, a striped hyena is native to that area. So are you telling me they didn't know it was a hyena? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, that's crazy. Come yeah. on. It, it sounds like some kind of, some kind of uh, underworld uh, lichen type thing, some kind of wolfman type, type creature. I mean... Yeah, it's something they open. They opened a door. They they said the wrong incantation and let something loose, or like some kind of hordes of demons like inhabit the bodies of like of actual humans and create them into some kind of like were, like werewolf monster. Like perhaps that's like the origin of the werewolf mythology. Like uh, in Buffy, I know like the I always for some reason I always go back to the Buffy mythology because it, it's like so close to the Lovecraft. It's almost the same mythology, but the first vampire and, and like the first like the, all the demons that you see on Buffy and Angel are like hybrids essentially it's that the real demons are Lovecraftian they call them ancient ones and they are Lovecraftian old ones 
and those are purebred demons. And they like when they were getting cast out of this realm, they like bit a human and mixed an old one in in human blood and created a vampire or these demons that walk that walk the earth. So it's, that's kind of what it reminds me of. It's like something got loose out of some kind of portal or some kind of door or some kind of spell that they said and then mixed with humans. Like some kind of a horde of like a thousand demons landed into into man and created him into like these wolf monsters. And then, you, and then all of a sudden the Vatican um, Templar force had to come and exterminate all these. Like I imagine they have some kind of like BPRD Hellboy Paranormal Task Force that they have to go out and handle all these problems. You know what I mean? Um, or like the movie Priest, uh, where they like battle vampires and they actually have this like supernatural like um, group of priests to go and handle all these supernatural problems. You know what I mean? Like that's what I like, I like to imagine. Right now we're just we're just pitching a Vatican show. Like yeah, somebody's going to take this from us. Yeah, to- yeah. exactly. Exactly. We're <laughs> every single thread that comes out of this is like its own show. You could go into yeah. that. But, but see, what you're describing there is not too different from the time travel episode we talked about this week where, assuming, you, you were part of that, yeah? You called in for that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Assuming that we do have like a time traveler, like a portal type of situation, then there's got to be some greater force managing that magic, as it were, whether it's magic or science. Right. Again, right. The, the Einstein says, hey, once once that time machine is created, you can't go back. You can only go forward. So there's got to be somebody forward managing the past. It's the same thing with magic. Right. Like because, well, what, what did uh, Arthur C. Clarke say? What about magic and yeah. science? <laughs> you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. That's, that's what it reminds me of. Like when you, were, when you were telling the story, I was thinking like if, if it happened anywhere near current day, I would say that it's just the technology we don't understand that it's just, it's just some kind of hybridization program that they like wiped away. You know, that's what that's what it sounds like. You get like, you gotta, you gotta like clear the, clear the books. So you gotta wipe away any evidence of this, of you hybridizing some kind of wolf human creatures, you know? Um, and that's like in all content age mythology, like the Anunnaki and everything. That's they have just tail at the tail of them creating some kind of hybrid species or some kind of trial run of humans and then wiping it clean. You know, so perhaps that's like the Vatican running some running some kind of test run uh, and trying to get rid of it. But also like the secret group that's like hot, like kind of running running the running the show. Um, it makes me think of the Men in Black, and especially because they put money into the Men in Black movie. That like, what if the men in black don't just deal with aliens. Like what if they're dealing with people who are popping in and out of time when they're not supposed to, or what if you found some kind of a, like what if you stumbled, I think these, these portals and stuff are naturally forming and exist like all over the planet. Like they're, they're different sizes probably and go probably to different places and different realms. But I think we can stumble on them. Um, I think a lot of them are snatched up. So it's rare. It's harder to do. But say, for instance, you you stumble on one in your hometown or whatever. I think you might be visited by the Men in Black. You know, um, so there maybe maybe there's maybe Men in Black headquarters is is located beneath the Vatican. You know, yeah. So it's possible. It's possible. What, what was that? What's that movie with uh, Keanu Reeves where he's like killing demons? What's that called? Constantine. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like that, right? So it's it's kind of like a, a merger between 
the men in black, the aliens and that whole bit. But then you have like the priest, the priest that's exactly. also like kind of kind of keeping the portal magic in check <laughs> and running demons back to where they came from. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's a uh, that's that's Hellboy in the uh, in the BP, in the Bureau of Paranormal Research and Development. It's like they have a, they have essentially Hellboy goes and stops supernatural um, things from happening, you know, and it's like a, it's a time cops for supernatural stuff. And I think mean, it's definitely it's definitely possible. You know? Oh yeah. And uh, they, I'll, I'll let the people behind me uh, come on and everything. But it's fun, it's fun chat, Mike. Great show tonight. Sure, sure, sure. I appreciate it, uh, Derek, uh, Massachusetts. Uh, you're the best, my friend. The Night Stalker. Sure, man. Anything else? Later, brother. All right, man. Have a good. No, night. that's it. All right. Later. All right. Too much good stuff. There you go. Too much good stuff. Uh, so y- you guys tell me. You guys tell me. I have no idea what's going on here, right? Like I said, we started with a cave full of bones, and we ended with uh, portals, a time police, and uh, Constantine type. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it, it, it gets it gets nuts, right? So we got we got a few minutes left on this show. So w- what are your thoughts on this? Uh, again, uh, we did the quick recap there. I appreciate that, Derek from Massachusetts. That's a night stalker uh, calling in. Uh, we have time. If uh, Jennifer, I see you got some other good thoughts there. If you want to call back in, you're definitely welcome to. Uh, anybody else? A seven 702-957-1037. Uh, hop on in here and tell me what you think about not just tonight's show, what about the, the larger implications of something like this? Is it possible, right? Ancient astronaut theorists say yes, but is it possible that this, uh, this cave of bones literally within ranging Right, within a range of uh, like a, a hyena, right? Like they've described the striped hyena is maybe related to this uh, this actual Assyrian uh, monster invasion back in uh, back in uh, seven seventy four A.D. Right? Again, so, uh, southern uh, Jordan, Iraq, and Syria, and this cave was found in northern saudi arabia which is just south of that area so it's it's literally right there it's it's almost like this is exactly where those bones would be deposited yeah i don't know i know you guys tell me uh what do you think about the show what do you think about uh what do you want to hear tomorrow uh feedback all that good stuff is always good and uh just looking to hear from you uh what's up rohan i see you there buddy i see you there buddy thanks for jumping in how are you the mighty rohan What's up, Tam Bam? What's up, Sherry? What's up, guys? Who did I miss? Scully. Our DNA is the map, says Scully. That's why meditation, psychedelics, etc. help us tap into the cosmic conscious to access hey, the Akasha calls. What's up, buddy? Yeah, I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing well, man. Uh, sorry, I forget you guys are on a delay. <laughs> Welcome to the show, man. What the hell, right? Tell me, we slaughtered this MF for today, didn't we? Holy shit, what a show this was. Like I said, um, sometimes I'm like, eh, this sucked. Nah, today didn't suck. <laughs> today totally didn't suck. What do you think, man? See, there's there's my there's my monster dog right there. Did you hear that? Did you hear her bark? Rohan, the mighty Rohan. What's Sorry, bro. I, I, there's a huge delay. It's 27 seconds, and then I I didn't redirect the audio. Anyway, hi. <laughs> oh, huh. hello. Hi. hi. Let's uh. Hi. Wait, we gotta hi. do. We gotta change it to uh change it to the call-in screen so i could wave from the bunker hi okay all right everybody loves that what's up my man what's on your it. mind tonight <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah 27 second delay you have to do it for 27 seconds mike sorry that's all right that's all right that's all right you're, you're on okay go right ahead hey uh, no yeah nice talk made a couple of points uh, it triggered me it triggered me dead <laughs> so, right yeah but I've, I've, I've had a few thoughts on this so i just want to go from your little list okay so i'll start off with uh, when you mentioned uh, silver and the werewolves 
and and I got me thinking back to I don't know where it came from this Doctor Who episode I saw where the royal family were werewolves centuries ago, and that's where blue blood's disease came from, right? You know, royals' disease, hemophilia, yeah, yep. where the blood don't clot properly. Yep. So just by chance, I thought I'll just stick it in a browser and just put silver for blood clotting, and it turns out I found an article, a science article about um, using nano silver, nanoparticles to help with blood clotting, and I thought silver blood, hmm. It's all blood and garlic and silver, isn't it, and all that stuff. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> the, 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 the silver does work with blood clotting, and that's Royal's disease. And you think, hmm, hmm. Is there something to it? <laughs> it like lycanthropy. Like yes. No, yeah. And then I was noticing just by chance today again, because so, I'm looking at like the land and stuff, doing camping and things, looking at that. And I noticed there's a huge, um, massive cave system in Wales, right? And I've heard stories about some creatures in Wales in the caves, in the old tin mines. So they've probably broken through to things. But then it also takes me back to that. I don't know if you've ever heard of the green children of Woolpit. You ever heard that story? Sure have. Sure have. Yep. So you've heard of the green children of Woolpit. They're supposed to have walked out of a cave one time and just so oh, got lost. Do you know what I mean? And you think, hang on a minute. So then it takes me to thinking of a TV show that stars Amanda Tappin, who's in Stargate, the Night Stalker mentioned, where she's in another show called Sanctuary, which is basically about cryptids. It's basically a show about, uh, it's not really set in the future, but you know, some stem cell stuff and cloning has changed people a bit and, and whatever. But there's a lot of cryptids involved in this. And that show builds up towards being a Hollow Earth story. And that's where a lot of this stuff comes from. Do you know what I mean? And I think, ah, oh, man, I wonder. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I wonder. What's, I wonder. What's underneath? What's underneath? <laughs> what lies beneath, Mike? What lies beneath? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And, and so, like I said, it, it's bizarre to me, like, how all of this, like I said, I, I, when, I, when I pulled this story up today, I was like, I was saving this one because it happened a couple days ago when I was like, ah, God, this is so good. I, I don't want to like, you know, I didn't, I, I was excited to do it on Monday, but then I was like, Nah, I, I, I kind of, you, you know how you when you like come across something, you kind of have to let it settle, right? Like if you jump on it, you're gonna miss stuff. Yeah. And so I let yeah. it settle, and I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about this, and I'm like, what am I missing about this story? There's something I'm missing. And I went back and I double checked, and I read that chronicle of Zukdin, the entire thing. There's two different parts to it of this particular like Assyrian monster invasion, and the part that I missed was the Vatican. That it's actually the current original copy of this is housed in the vatican archive and i went oh shit that's what i'm missing so there you go yeah yeah, it's a yeah good thing that's waited. interesting yeah funny to say that because uh yeah the, that was the thing on the time travel i was going to call in on that and i was going to say that i'd probably want to save that stuff the what was in the library of alexandria do you know what I mean? Yeah. I would have liked to have gone back in time, buried that somewhere with a bunch of antiques, and then, you know, dug them all when I come back. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, look what I've got. Yeah. Oh, what do you know? In this obvious <laughs> mine shaft, I found the Library of Alexandria. <laughs> I like yeah, the way the, you think. I like the way yeah, you think. The, the, yeah, but I mean, I mean but, but this, they say there's stuff in there, and I think that's exactly what the Dark Ages is. It's a belief God that's so obviously nobody's going to not write anything down for a thousand years across the whole world obviously that's not true they just don't want to tell us so obviously then to me at least to my mind it says something really funky happened something for a thousand years something monumentally epic was going on so big they don't want us to know or so useful they don't want us to know 
you know, and then while we're throwing crazy ideas out there, I don't know if you've ever heard of that mud fossil stuff. I don't really necessarily believe in it, but they're talking like, you know, some of these like mountains and stuff are like remnants of giant creatures. And again, DNA from stones. And it's like, hang on a minute, what's going on? Because Jesus said the whole earth is a corpse. And you think, well, maybe some of these titans were a lot bigger than we thought. <laughs> I mean, they're fossilized. It makes you wonder of all sorts of crazy stuff, doesn't it? But it's like I say, all bets seem to be off these days. It sure seems like it, doesn't it? Uh, if uh, can can look look, I'm I'm going to spread the influence. I know a lot of people out there listening. If anybody out there knows how to summon Cthulhu. Can you let me know before you do? Because I want a front row seat. <laughs> I want to see when that shit goes down. I mean, well, you know. yeah, and Derek's got to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, l- let's say, let's say, uh, if it's an old one, try and make it a benevolent old one. How about that? How about that? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, it, it's weird how, like, the just the synchronicity of the story, right? We literally have a modern archaeological find that maybe dates back to that Assyrian monster invasion and the vatican chronicles man uh, <laughs> what the hell is going on in this world like like i don't think you could like script something so perfectly right but well here we are it's true as they say truth is stranger than fiction is it not yeah absolutely yeah i think i'm just the so-called normal world that's turned out to be the big fairy tale and things weren't anywhere near that drab i think yeah, that's the no, big conspiracy yeah all, life, all the things yeah <laughs> we talked about all the things today all the things tonight very good stuff uh so so okay so back to the vatican archive if if uh, like i asked the same question to derek if you had your your uh, your personal choice here of like what are they actually hiding what would you like to know that is actually exists in the vatican archive Oh, that's a good one. That is, that's a good one. I'm really, I never even thought about that. It's just the generalness of it. I think I was looking at just getting that general knowledge, but I think it's, I don't know. I think it's got to be then this, it will be stuff to do with, um, like the metaphysics. I think there's some, probably some serious, serious, like fast track metaphysical stuff where we could all like, you know, do a certain type of meditation for a year and all be able to fly, you know, <laughs> some really funky stuff like the, like the Tai Chi masters. I don't know if a lot of people know this, but during the second world war, what was China doing? You don't know about China, do you? What was China doing during the second world war? They were bombing the shit out of all the temples with Tai Chi masters in because they could leave their body and have full physical force and they could teach other people how to do it. So you can't imprison those people. Because it could just meditate, get out of the body, kick the shit out of the guards, unlock the cell, get back in, walk out. So <laughs> I think there's a lot of that. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, if yeah. everyone could do that, and ain't nobody paying taxes. No, hell you know? no. The triple hell no. <laughs> triple hell no. Yeah, it's so interesting. So they, so the, the attack is on the esoterics. It's on ancient knowledge. And again, the attack is on religion. And I think if you look, if you pay close attention, that's yeah. what's happening. Truth is stranger than fiction because they're coming after that in the sense that uh, some some of that, right? Again, like I, I, personally, I don't believe in religion as a sort of that uh, uh, leading us to salvation type of thing, right? Because it's it's too easy to manipulate the flesh that way. Because you're like, ah, you don't do what I say, you're going to hell, right? That bit, right? And, and many, yeah. many of them are like that. But but I but I'm not saying that it doesn't it doesn't have its knowledge and its wisdom, and that there are some things in these religions that are exactly like you described. Out, sort of way out there, sort of um, uh, worthwhile, right? Like the, like the, like the. Again, spirituality and religion to me are two very different things, and I think uh, so. Um, the attack is on spiritualism, is it not? That's that's a, that makes yeah. Sense. And I think I think one of the things that um, the likes of the Catholic right Abrahamic religions are defending something. 
but the defendant, uh, at least one thing that I think of is the defending a huge secret of the, the, the Abrahamic religions have an obvious like mind parasite embedded in them, like an obvious uh, impossible image that drives us crazy. And what it is, it's the idea of uh, a chosen people. That's master race theory. And that one thing, the Gnostics said, that one thing is going to keep us all separate forever until you get rid of it, until you look at it and identify it. You know, it's only one small detail, but that one thing's massive. The idea that, is, that you can have a master race, that sets up racism, it sets up all kinds of stuff. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got Matt Matt here. You're welcome to stay till the end, Rohan. Um, let's bring Matt. Yeah, I'll just hang out. All right, cool. Matt, whenever you're ready, my friend. We're, uh, th- this is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We're here with uh, the mighty Rohan, and we're talking about all the stuff tonight. We started with a cave full of bones. We went to the Vatican Archive. We talked about uh, a, the Assyrian monster invasion of 774 AD. What were these things? They clearly, in my opinion, weren't striped hyenas. Ancient astronaut theorists say yes. And the reason I say that is because hyenas are clearly native to the area. So you think the people never saw hyenas before? Of course they have. Of course, as Chunk Yogurt would say. You guys ever watch the Young Turks, that asshole? But uh, I digress. But anyway, point being is that uh, weird how you start with a, a cave full of bones you go to a Assyrian monster invasion, and then you end up with the Vatican archives. Here we are tonight. Matt from California. Whenever you're ready, my friend, just unmute, and you're on the show with Troubled Minds. I'm Mike. This is Rohan. This is Matt in California. All the great chat, guys. Appreciate it. I think he's, there he goes. He's on unmuting. Welcome back, Matt. What's up, my friend? How are you tonight? Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me, Ned? Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Go right ahead. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At the beginning of the show, you know, the cave and the werewolves is great stories but you know i like the uh vatican library and the akashic records kind of kind of type stuff and uh it got me thinking we talking about the alexandrian library and the vatican library and uh the akashic records oh and even a place called warehouse 13 if you guys know anything about that uh warehouse 13 is you know at the end of indiana jones and the raiders of the lost ark yep where the the, they're putting away the ark in a box right uh what if they're all the same place like in, in a way like they're all, you know a place where all the knowledge is well so that would be basically like the government's modern day version of the library of alexandria right it would be like yeah the, like what if like the secular equivalent of the vatican library <laughs> yeah like what if what, what if warehouse 13 is like under is part of that underground in the vatican right oh oh they have, they have, oh, they have everything that they have everything the books and knowledge the scrolls <laughs> and the artifacts maybe they're connected maybe they're connected oh snap all right all right yeah. and, uh, one of the things that I, that I think that i believe just like my belief that you asked what i think is in the vatican library sure um if you know about the emerald tablets of toth uh so like these emerald tablets, they can't be destroyed uh, by this through magic. And so if, if it was, if they were at the Alexandrian library and they burned it down either, I mean, I'm speculating, of course, it's all speculation. Sure. Uh, you know, what if they're under the, under the burial ruins of the, of the old library or, you know, if they can't be destroyed, what if they like, either they don't know what they were and they took them, or they do know what they were and they took them <laughs> on purpose. 
Yeah. To back to the Vatican Library. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know. There's there's a lot of threads there's here. A, out there. There's a lot of threads here. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, the supposedly supposedly that we don't have all the books of the Emerald Tablets of Toth in the there's like a, a museum in Cairo that has them, but they don't have all of them. They have like there's like I think there's like twelve, and they have like one, two, like four, and seven. They don't have all of them, supposedly. No, well, you would hope not, right? Like if if you have if you have all the things, well, uh, that uh, no no okay now crazy enough, right? You bring it up like that. Now if if they had all the things and all this Illuminati and all this stuff, right? Like all the things they say and the rituals that are happening and right the that whole bit. Suddenly, like if that stuff that like that level of esoteric magic exists in this world, man, that shit is all freaking real, isn't it? Like it ends up becoming like you know how they say, well, the the Illuminati can't do what 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 they're gonna do unless they tell us they're gonna do it, right? That type of thing, right? That that stuff seems real, then, it, it, right? I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I'm off the rails here it's, again. It, but. It's like I said, I'm just speculating. I'm just throwing out theories and things. I don't know. I don't know for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, neither do we. But yeah, that's that's, that's a, part of the. It's a great. Uh, yeah, it's a great. Uh, you know, just all the knowledge in one place. Yeah, and then, but all the knowledge is in one place. But then it's like restricted. You have to be in the club. You have to know somebody to get in. Exactly. Exactly. It's uh, the ultimate paywall. That's, and that's scary. <laughs> you have to sell your soul to the devil to get in <laughs> or something like that, right? Like your firstborn children or things like this, right? Like uh, I think that's the sickness of this is that it, like those things become possible, right? Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to um, do the quote for tonight if I can. Yeah, yeah of course. Of course. Fantastic. Fantastic. Okay. Wait, before uh, you do so it. I'm going to go after that. Before you, do it, before you do it, Rohan, anything else? We're about to wind this up. See, Matt's got his timing perfect. He saw it tick to 10 o'clock, and that's exactly <laughs> yeah. three hours. He's right on the ball. Stay so on. hang tight, Matt. We're going to do the outro in just a sec. Let's, uh, let's get uh, Rohan in uh, to finish this up, and then let's uh, wrap it up. Any, any, any thoughts on yeah. what Matt said or anything else while we got yeah. time tonight? Yeah, well, the, well, about you, what what you said about like, oh, magic. Maybe some of this magic's kind of real. I think it is. It's just a science. I think it's just a science of different layers of stuff. You know, like Robert Monroe in his book I'm reading, and then he was talking about how there's you know locale one here, locale two made up for, and locale three is like an alternate world, like this one, like an antimatter world. You know, but he says there's a layer in between this layer and getting out of body. And he says if there's a heaven or hell, it might be this thin layer. Whereas if you move through it, it's like things are nibbling at your feet. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's just, it was sort of saying there is a, a layer that's really close to us. So I don't know. That's what he says. The the veil is thin, is it not? Especially if you have a portal. Mm. <laughs> Especially yep. if you have a portal. <laughs> I think it's portal time. At this, this stage of the galaxy and the Zodiac, I think that's what it is. I think it's super thin at this end. That's what I reckon sort of uh like kind of kind of grinding it down over the years right like it's uh, it's ready it's ready it's ready to break open and bring those uh, demon dogs back (laughs) it's gonna be like like ghostbusters and the the slime all over new york (laughs) 
Yeah, and then I heard angels come with spears and swords. It'd be a right <laughs> epic fight. But like, and and they, you know, like Marvel films. Exactly. <laughs> Cats and dogs sleeping together. Remember that line from Ghostbusters, Bill Murray? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, all right. We we digress way too much. Uh, had a lot of fun tonight. Thanks, guys. Like I said, see, when I'm into it, boy, uh, I'll just keep talking. But holy shit, sometimes if you guys don't bail me out with a phone call, I'm just gets in such a shitty mood. So <laughs> there it is. Because you know why? Because you can't win them all. Everyone is not a home run. And uh, so if I get two thirds into it and I'm just like, shit, this show sucked. Uh, if you guys don't bail me out, I'm ready to rage quit. And that's my fault, not yours. But uh, thank you all for bailing me out when I suck. And uh, thanks for hanging out with us tonight. It's been a fun ride. Uh, go ahead, Matt. Let's uh, play some outro music and let's, uh, let's let this rip. There we go, buddy. You're up. Okay. In short, there is only one good knowledge and only one evil ignorance. And that's by Socrates. Nice. I love it. I love it. Nice. I love it. And what that means is never stop learning. Never stop learning. You can never have too much knowledge. Never stop learning. Till the day you pass, continue learning. Great stuff, Matt. Great stuff, Rohan. Go ahead, Matt. Go ahead. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Thank you. Uh, Thanks, Mike. Good night. Pleasure's ours, my friend. All right. Let's kill it. Let's finish this up. The dealio is this. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. Pacific, Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. We're here with Matt from California. We're here from Rohan from the U.K., the mighty Rohan. And we're talking about all the things. Like I said, sometimes you hit a home run, sometimes you don't. Well, thanks for sticking with me, even though <laughs> even though every once in a while you strike out. But tonight, I think we at least hit a double off the wall. So as we finish up, we'll be back tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Pacific, and uh, doing our thing. So if you, if you love the show, if you love the conversations, if you love all of these things, spread the word, guys. Help me out, please. Help us out. Help this community out. And the reason I say us is because it is us. Think about all the amazing people we get to call in, all the amazing chat, all the people getting together and sharing ideas. You see, it's never too late to, 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 to stop learning. Continue learning. We're going to keep doing it, talking about crazy stuff. All right, there we go. Let's get the hell out of here. There we go. Phil says it. This is a home run. Amen, brother. I feel the same way. All right, we're done. This is Troubled Minds. I'm Michael Strange. Thank you guys for listening. As we finish, we'll see you tomorrow at 7 p.m. God willing, God willing, we'll be back tomorrow at 7 p.m. Be sure, be strong, be true. Thanks for listening. From our Troubled Minds to yours, have a great night.
guys want to jump in the uh, the caller or the uh, shoot the breeze, let's hang out for a minute. If anybody has uh, has Discord and wants to hang out for a bit, I'm going to be working for like another hour, so I'll be there for sure. And uh, usually we get James and sometimes Matt and Rohan, so come say hi. If you guys haven't joined the Discord, troubleminds.org, click the Discord link, hop right in the Shoot the Breeze channel, and uh, come say hi. Thanks again for hanging out with us. Have a fantastic night. It's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme is everything you need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app, the shop for this season's essentials, any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details.